Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Rob from Cigar Store Idiots. You may be asking yourself what Moonwalker Delta 8 is. Moonwalker is the industry leader in Delta 8 THC products, an emerging category pushing the boundaries of the cannabis plant. By expertly combining terpenes with complementary flavors, Moonwalker represents the absolute pinnacle of Delta 8 THC products, all engineered for pure bliss and joy. If you have any questions or concerns about the legality of Delta 8, please feel free to visit moonwalker.com backslash pages backslash legal. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another? Thank you, sir. May I have another? I'm the king of rock. There is none higher. Sucker MCs should call me sire. To burn my kingdom, you must choose fire. I won't stop rocking till I retire. Now we rock the party. It's all correct. All cuts are on time. And rhymes connect. Got the right to vote. And we'll elect. And other rappers can't stand us. But give us respect. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I am Rob, and I have a full house with me today, uh, following up on our MMA Legends series. Uh, You, sir, are? Colby Crowley. You, sir, are? Jason. And you, sir, are? PJ Brown. What's happening, fellas? Not Uh, much, not much. How was class today? It was pretty good. Uh, Big morning class. We've been getting big morning classes here lately. That's good. It's always weird. I know there's one person missing out of that morning class. This guy right here. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you, I'm, I'm getting. You really there. can't miss it if you've never been to the morning. Yeah, that's class. true. <laughs> that's true. So, so I'm, <laughs> it's a low expectation. What does they say? You do th- something uh, seven times and it becomes a habit. Is it is seven? Right? I, is it seven? I said thirty. I thought it was thirty days. Is it? Was a week? Oh, I don't know. Is it a week? I, it takes me way always, longer. My dad always told me forty days because we're Bible thumpers. Or except that one so. time I did cocaine and that was a habit immediately. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I always always go the month. It's all, it's always a whole month for Seems me to, to make be a habit. Several years for me. I, uh, I joke <laughs> about cocaine a lot. I haven't done it. Haven't done it recently. Yeah, I, I, I joke about it all the time. It's <laughs> terrible. It's bad for you. It smells good, okay. but it, it can cause problems. <laughs> You can't make your heart yeah. get a little jumpy. So. Yeah. I don't uh, do it unless it's a sermon I've already heard. What? Hey, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to ask you. I know we talked about uh, the big tournament coming up at Lake Point. When is that? Uh, the 4th. December 4th. December 4th. Yeah. So it's coming up. Yeah, we got a couple weeks. All right. So who? how many folks you got ready for this one? Uh, None of them are ready. Yeah, they nobody's. They're all no, garbage. Nobody's <laughs> ever ready. Nobody's ever ready. Uh, we, I constantly yell at them and tell them they're not ready. And I hope they it's get an, there. It's but an abusive relationship for me. It for is. me, it is not for PJ. PJ's he's, he's the, the break them down. I'm gonna build them up. You're yeah. a coddler. There's yeah, a very, you, uh, good cop, bad cop. There's a super big good cop, bad cop. Yeah, <laughs> but it works really well. Yeah, I feel yeah. like yeah, we're, it does. we're the extreme dy- dynamic that makes the perfect coaching couple. Kobe, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get you to pull your mic a little bit yeah, closer yeah. to your face. You can just yeah. pull it by the base there. There you go. 
If you see, I gauge it by my big nose. So if right there, that's plenty of space. Yeah, TJ's right it's always good enough, and it's never good enough for me. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're almost there, and you're like, you're not even close. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah do it just like that, but less like you, more like me. <laughs> it's, it's nice though when he teaches the kids class for me because when they I come back, <laughs> I come back. They're like, oh, thank God, I'll do whatever you say. Just I'm don't sorry. send Coach Jason back. You know, Zaley, uh, I, I forgot I said something about you this morning. I was doing a pod- I told her I was doing a podcast with you guys, and she's like. Wait, is Jason the one that picked me up and threw me on the ground? And I was like, yes. She was like, I don't know if I like him. I was like, no, you like him. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's, it's just it's common practice. Yeah. I wait till he, wait, I didn't drop all my body weight. Wait till on. he shin, <laughs> wait till he shin kicks you in the head. Yeah. <laughs> then then we got a problem. So but parents uh, usually pay extra for that. How many <laughs> how many people uh are they looking at having at this time? Like who's putting this tournament on? It's new breed, so it's so it'll be a decent size. Yeah, it'll be yeah, a big, it's usually I mean, pretty big. Lake Point, it'll be uh, big. That's a huge one. Yeah, there. I think uh, the last one there was. Oh yeah, the last one had COVID restrictions. This one's going to be a little different. I, I gotcha. think last time they only let kids in and coaches in for the first half of the day. That was a nightmare. Else, it was. I can't even it was imagine. Horrible, and everybody else had to stay that. outside until like noon, and they run all the kids out, then let all the adults in. Yeah. Which, for safety precautions, was good, but still was a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I would assume throughout the entire day, between kids, spectators, yeah, I mean, coaches, there's hundreds. Yeah, there's there'll hundreds. be probably four to six hundred people there. No way. Yeah, but I mean, Lake Point's huge. I wish I was getting the gate on that. I think last. Well, they also charge for parking when they're at Lake Point. Yeah, Lake they Point do. is genius. Yeah. Well, see, last time we were it's there, also half of it was jujitsu, and the other half of the building was a. Uh, was it indoor soccer? Indoor so- soccer. Soccer, volleyball or something. Yeah. yeah. Indoor yeah. soccer. So it was like two events going on in the same room, but we, we still have plenty of space because it's so big there. That complex is ridiculous. Uh, and, uh, and yeah. We're talking about Lake Point uh, Complex in Georgia. Uh, for those Emerson, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, Emerson. For those of you guys that, that are not familiar with it, set up for immaculate uh, baseball fields all over turf. Yep. Everything's turf. Uh, you There's got something like they have a, they have a wakeboard. Yeah, they have yeah a wake, wakeboard, yeah, wakeboard competitions. I think in the main gym, outdoor volleyball. There are like I can't remember. I used to know my sister played volleyball in high school, but there are something like 90 volleyball courts and 30 basketball courts yeah. in the main. That's I mean, ridiculous. that's ridiculous. That's, that's huge. And yeah. it's, it's top. Everything's top notch. There's a Chick Fil A out front. There's a Chick Fil A out front. Yeah. <laughs> There's that sketchy Japanese restaurant. Is it? It used to be. I, I, during baseball season, there was a Jap- uh, there was sure a Japanese there joint over there. I don't sure. know if it survived. It's usually really early when we get there, and then you're dead tired after being there for 14 hours coaching and stuff. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. Brings Letting me back PJ to baseball especially, all day, especially with uh, our assholes. Yeah. Yeah, PJ especially. screams all day and I lose my voice like 45 minutes in. Every, <laughs> I'm the mouth of the every South. They're like, every, they're like, thank God his voice went at, out. But, every, uh, sing, every single tournament, like 35 minutes in, my voice is gone because I don't scream. There's usually the like two or three coaches that get in PJ's face. Cause oh, yeah. Oh, Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Everybody hates him. Yeah, yeah. I like, learn it. You can't. Like, well, see, we do this. Them. See, we they do can't this. Hear their own well, coaches. Yeah, so we have a strategy. Nice. We have a strategy. Well, one of us. So you get two. <laughs> this is why nobody likes us, right? <laughs> so you have two coaching chairs, one for red guy, one for green guy, right? Yeah. Well, we'll sit in one chair, and then the other coach goes and stands behind the other guy's coach, and we just scream over him because we don't care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then our whole team stands behind the table, and then we scream anyways. That's that's yeah. a good Or we'll uh, go sit strategy. on the edge of the mat, and we coach, and we coach over the other guy. We coach the whole time. We don't care, and this is how we – 
Our so you t- do your thing. It's because it's the only way our crappy people win. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> by extreme amounts uh, of teamwork. That's, that's yeah. When the ref looks away, we throw a chair in. They hit them and yeah. then throw it back. It's not, yeah. I mean, Pedigo fighting—they do the same thing. Oh yeah, the Pedigo hey. guys. Yeah. Like there'll, there'll be like fifty guys just lined up in the audience. That's what a team does. That's what a team does. Yeah, that's what a team does. They get excited. They're They're invested in one another. Every match, whether it's your match or not, you're so invested Mm -hmm. in your teammates. Like, it's because you're teammates. We're not training partners. That's the big difference between our school and other schools is we have a room full of teammates and not training partners. Gotcha. That's why we barbecue together we go to each other's houses we watch fights together we, we have, call each other out when we're not training yeah we bull yeah we, we bully each other. yeah that's i was yeah. about to say yeah i saw some of that so yeah <laughs> we do it all the time i yeah. mean if if you have privilege to be on our private facebook page which we don't give it out to <laughs> <No>. many <laughs> but if you do it's pretty rough like we give it Oof. to each other on a regular basis Oof. sometimes i'll see something come across there and i was like oh wait is that on? oh wait that's a private one never mind <laughs> yeah. yeah i was Holy like crap. that's yeah Whoa. Sometimes we still have to delete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes. <laughs> well, I get a lot of notifications from Facebook, and because I'm like an admin of that page or whatever, it'll send me all the things like, "Is this bullying?" And I'm like, "Where's yes. Where's yeah. the button that says yes, but uh, it's invited, but it's yeah. allowed?" It's, it's, yeah. it's the thing. Uh, where's your, Where's the mind your business button? Somebody, yeah. somebody had tagged me on a, on a post about a guy who had uh, he'd been arrested. I forgot where it was from. Anyways, he uh, he was he had molested a kid. And then they found on his phone where he had been molesting his pit bull. And then mm. he had another video of him having sex with a dead deer on the side of the road. Wow. So, what a so, cur. So I immediately respond to, a, hey, I'd like to put a bullet hole in that guy's forehead. And then I almost get banned on Instagram for, I got for the, hate, for like a hate speech or hate. Yeah. Pet. I'm like, this guy molested a kid. What else is there better to do with Right. It? You know? Yeah. Dude, I've... I uh I got the best story about this because um we train with a guy's name's Danny Burnham and uh we're Facebook friends and they like it cool in their house. Coach Burnham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh they like it cool in their house and I am not that way. I want it eighty degrees all the time. God, like, I would not want to come yeah. to your house at all. <laughs> it's pretty warm in there. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it being cold. So I say I like that it'd be good sixty eight. They're arguing yeah, on yeah, Facebook and I say that I want it eighty degrees in my house and Danny's wife is the sweetest person in the world, Jessica. And she says, What are you, a lizard? And she gets banned for twenty four hours. <laughs> We're calling you a lizard. <laughs> calling me a lizard. Oh, it's my favorite story in the whole world. And then actually I, my birthday was the wow. other day. And Danny and his family got me a fleece blanket for my birthday. That's <laughs> 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 very sweet of them. Yeah, you need to cut Wade. Uh, yeah, so yeah. basically, Facebook thinks it's okay to be a pedophile, not cool. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, cool yeah, to call so, people yeah. lizards. Yeah. Yeah. Do not yeah. call someone I a cannot believe you did well, that. I know we had, just a lizard. We set up, uh, of course, we sell Moonwalker Delta 8 gummies on our website, and then we do advertising for it. Uh, and then you have to be careful, like real careful with the verbiage when you put it on there. It's like, it's for sale. We're selling Delta 8 now. You have to Don't be work. like, it's available at this website. You can't say anything about selling it or anything like that because they'll take it down. But same way with my lawnmowers. What I noticed, <laughs> if the, yeah, they they run all these wish wish advertisement uh, things. You see that on Facebook, and uh, I mean, you can buy lingerie for preteen girls on there, and that's okay. But yeah, wish is odd. I don't even know how that happens. I just listened to Jason Ellis uh, actually yesterday, and he was talking about. He and Tony Hawk have a podcast now called Wolf and Hawk. And they, I'm sure that's interesting. Their first episode that they had, they had this female skater, uh, and 
she's she's really good. But there's a video of her when she first started skating. She hit the vert ramp, and she she cleared whatever she was trying to jump, but she did not land well on the other side. I mean, she she wrecked it on the other side. And so they were talking to her about her skating career, and then they put a snippet of that accident of her crashing in uh, his name. Anything that's associated with his name on anybody's podcast or anything that they do as far as like YouTube goes, it can't be monetized. So they've banned him from being monetized on Jason. YouTube. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He, I, like I would assume because he's, oh, cause he's, he's out, out there. there dude. Yeah. yeah. He's out there. So I, 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 uh, I'm I love big, anything that has Jason. Yeah, Ellison dude, I'm a big fan. Yeah. So I got, I got my wolf knobs hoodie on yeah. matter of fact. So yeah, but, uh, but yeah, you, you just have to be so careful with the things you say. And it's hard for a guy like me because I just say whatever comes to mind. I just say whatever comes out of my mouth. It just happens. And, uh, Hopefully Facebook won't ban us uh, from our <laughs> podcast uh, when I say fuck a few times. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm sure someone will report. Yeah, that. And, and yeah. we just got took down. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it won't be long. So, um, uh, one thing we haven't got banned for, and uh, I'm glad because it keeps getting better every single time we do it, uh, is this segment that everybody uh, is dying and waits to for me to find the right button to mash. So we can do <laughs> the what the Florida. Oh no! <laughs> so today's what the Florida. Florida driver John Pickard was arrested November the tenth after telling police he was speeding home because he had been cheating on his wife, according to guns, uh, the smoking gun. Pickard Pickard was pulled over after police in the Tarpon Springs spotted him allegedly driving a Honda Accord over 90 miles an hour in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. He did not appear to be under the influence of alcohol or drugs. Um, He, however, did tell the officers that uh, he needed to get home in a hurry because he was cheating on his wife. Police arrested him for reckless driving. During the search, they found uh, 2.1 grams of a white rock-like substance in a plastic baggie in his front shirt pocket. Uh, when tested, indicated the substance tested for cocaine. Uh, see, that was his problem. It was Hell of powder. a drug. He should have just did it before he went. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Pigger spontaneously told officers that he had just purchased it for 50 bucks. That was a pretty good deal. Um, officers then, officers, so he bought baking soda. Yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> and battery acid. Yeah, and battery. <laughs> that was mostly creatine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> officers then added a felony drug possession charge to the reckless driving misdemeanor. After posting a two thousand two hundred dollar bond, Pickard was released from jail, and according, uh, he was uh, supposed to go to court on the fifth of December. Pickard had previously been arrested in two thousand nineteen for a domestic battery and having allegedly pushed and scratched his wife during an argument in their home. That case was dropped uh, because uh, Pickard's wife didn't press charges. While Pickard was caught speeding uh, in the residence of the St. Johns County, Florida, I almost got away with it until uh, the police caught up with him. Uh, Nicholas Jones was arrested May the 19th, or 2019 after he allegedly fled a traffic stop. As an officer tried to pull him over in his Hyundai, uh, Jones was driving, Jones burned rubber and took off. Uh, about a half hour later, uh, Jones was contacted by 911 dispatch, and uh, he was also pulled over and arrested. Uh, the same cop says, uh, what do we do to pay for these guys like you driving all over uh, recklessly in our areas? And uh, the assailant, Jones, said, I don't know. What are you going to do? 
and so that's the end of that. So, so <laughs> come on, man, you get it, you get so it. I had to, it. I had to go do this thing, and you get it. So First off, he's high. So, so yeah, yeah. Give him a break. <laughs> so what does they say? Uh, Rick James says uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, hell of a drug. So uh, apparently in Tarpon Springs, that's the thing. You get, you get, uh, Jesus, you get caught with a little cocaine. You do a little cocaine. And then the police pull you over, and you're immediately saying, uh, "Well, I was cheating on my wife. That's why I'd hurry up and get that home." Like, I mean, all it makes the common sense. Yes, I mean it does make sense. That sounds yeah. like John I wa- Jones. I wonder if she's <laughs> John Jones. Needs to was this there. a story well, about John Jones? He didn't punch anybody. Uh, with, at, <laughs> Which one? In Vegas. All of these. Recently, and then his, he headbutted the car this time, didn't he? Yeah, he like pushed the his, pushed a lady. I don't know if his lady knew or not. I don't know, but I haven't looked into no, it. No, it was his wife. It's exhausting. It's yeah. exhausting reading John Jones beats women up stories. The last, the last. One well, I've seen that video too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. the best. At I mean, he's it. an equal opportunity ass whipper. So <laughs> but yeah, he headbutted the police car. Apparently, this last time, he's really. I mean, yeah. if you're out of pocket. You're out of pocket. There was a video of him. Uh, he was getting a ticket. I guess it was Kel, for speeding. Kel Solomon said that he watched Antonio Noguera feed a bus a carrot one time. Yeah, that's my favorite story. That's my favorite. That, what? No, you haven't heard that story. Yeah, I heard that story. He swear. I mean, <laughs> Chell is Chell though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. He tells a story about boss too, but anyways, uh, he uh, yeah, the f- he feeds him. He sees Nogara get off he's the bus. A, first time he comes to America, and he's petting he it. The, he's, he thinks the bus is a horse, <laughs> and he's petting it. And he tries to feed the bus a carrot. And he's just being an like, asshole. Yeah, he, he he's so he's so funny. <laughs> Damn, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, the last this last one was like John. He was went out. On a bender, and then like came back to his hotel room at like three a.m. and like was it just was it not his wife was it not the day he was supposed to get inducted into the hall? It of was the it same was day. same it day was after yeah that. yeah it was dude after it's that. so sad. But the worst part was the con- the interview that Dana White did the next day was the saddest part because he literally says like he's talking about John as if he's like a child and he's like yeah anytime we bring him to vegas we gotta be real careful and we try to rush him in and then get him out of the city as quick as we can it's like dude he's like a 30 year old man and you've got to like babysit him well this is the crazy part because like you have this he gets inducted and then, like last week, we're talking about Frank Shamrock, who can't get inducted into the Makes Hall of no Fame because sense. they had because bigger, he has yeah, yeah because they have disagreements because Frank didn't make him nowhere near the money John Jones did. Yeah. Well, there 100%. was no money. Yeah, there was, there was money no money to be then. made right back then. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I know. Um, the last video I seen, he got pulled over for speeding, and the cops standing there, and he's like, he's like, "Are you kidding me? You know who I am, right? Yeah. You know who I am. Come on. I mean, bro. you know who I am. He just keeps saying it over and over. And the guy's like, "Yeah, I'm well aware of who you are, but I need you to go ahead and sign that ticket." You ran over a this pregnant time, lady. This <laughs> yeah. Time, yeah yes, we know who you are. Well, this time, after he beat his wife and then went out and they were arresting him, he was like, "I could take every single one of y'all at the same time." He's like talking shit to the yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, more yeah, you could. And he probably yeah. could. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could. But it's like right up until the point that I one of them. Right. The problem <laughs> is a round off. Yeah, of the, yeah. the problem is take we, that. We know who you are, so yeah. none of us are going to fist fight you. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> we're just going to blast you. Yeah, that's and that. And I'm, that I'm not famous. That I'm not happen. a famous fighter, and I can't tell you how many friends I have in law enforcement that be like, "Jason, I'll shoot you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm not John John Jones. Yeah, like, yeah. they're like, "I'll shoot, a, I'll shoot you." What does I mean? I don't know what he thinks he's going to. If it ever came down to it, where he had to go, you know, toe to toe with a police force, he's getting shot. Well, here's the other thing. Okay, he says that. You know who I am? You know who I am? He he keeps saying that. And that just means that it's worked for him before. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's definitely gotten out of a bunch of nonsense because because he said that. Yeah, Yeah. which is super sad. Super common for every professional athlete, not just him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but but what I'm taking notes. 
um, and you don't say, I just cheated on my wife. Apparently, that doesn't work. I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this. Where, uh, in the NFL, Dalvin Cook's a running back for the Minnesota Vikings, and so he's he's under this big uh, microscope right now for beating his girlfriend up, uh, giving no. her a concussion and busting her up. Well, now there's a is he video. one of the Island Boys because he got beat up too. He is not. They should get beat up. Like, Did you see that video? No, they got beat Vicious. up. Vicious. <sighs> you all see the video? No, I want to see that. Oh my god, it's on YouTube. So I'll, I'll talk about it after. So this. he he uh, he had a friend over at the house, and what the girl's like? She's in the military, like she's a, a military sergeant, lieutenant, or something. But she's like he's not putting the camera directly on him. He's kind of hiding with the camera. The friend is. And she's, like, holding him there against his wheel, like, grabbing him by his hair, like, snatching his head, like, you know. Yeah, he's just, got long she, dreads. She's, the, she's, she's like, the abuser. And, oh. like, and she's, like, I'll, she's like, I, she's like, I'll go get my gun, and I'll shoot you right here. I'll shoot you right now. And he's, like, go get your damn gun then. Go get, go get it and go shoot me. So what they're, they're saying now is she's, she's using this whole story about her getting beat up, which I saw some pictures. She's pretty beat up. Where, <laughs> it looks she, like maybe she whether, tried to go for the gun. <laughs> whether she fight clubbed herself or not is another thing. We don't know. But, uh, but, uh, oh but, now, but now he's saying that she's been, he can't get away from her. Like she's extorting him now trying to, you know, she, <laughs> she can't get, he can't get away. So, yeah. and then anytime Damn. the police is brought into a situation like that, I, Dude, over ninety five percent, the the female is always uh, being the victim, and the guy's always the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. I lived in a the, relationship the like immediate, that. The immediate assumption is usually that. Yeah, it's all. Yeah, I mean, over ninety five percent of that is. is Who, which is, was the running back? He played for Cleveland. That he slumped his girlfriend in the elevator and dragged her out. You remember that video? Oh, he, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. It was, was Kareem it? Hunt. Kareem, dude, that was he, a nice right cross. Yeah, he did. <laughs> like he, he happens when you're a two hundred forty five pound <laughs> professional yeah. athlete. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She and was she's a buck twenty. She was beating. Easy. She was beating his ass in that elevator. Yeah. and dude, he just had enough. Wow, it was. Oh, it was tough. Wait a minute. I think Ray Ross was the one. Was Ray, Ray Rice. Rice. Yeah, Ray that's Rice what it was. was yeah. That was what it was. Uh, now Kareem Hunt, uh, he got attacked. Uh, they were trying to throw a drunk girl out of a, out of the hotel room, and she uh, kept on. And like, wonder what she was there for. She she called him the. She used the, <laughs> maybe bingo. Well, she called him the N word with a hard R, and he oh. took that personal. And he. Uh, he well, he what kicked was her. she in the room for? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, probably cleaning up. Maybe yeah. you know, getting an autograph. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> the next four. So, he was he was Same. signing he was signing something. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, oh, but no. yeah, that's the thing. Like these professional athletes, and I know we're kind of getting off topic, but the professional athletes, man, they're in such a uh, such a huge microscope. And we're talking about fighting. Yeah. Same topic. So they so people use that to their advantage to to take advantage of these guys that's got all this money. So I mean, you look at there's a situation right now at University of Georgia with Adam Anderson, the, yeah, the premier that. linebacker, linebacker going probably go first round in the draft. Girl accuses him of rape, uh, and uh, now his career's over. But but yet there's they haven't connected all the dots. Uh, there's a lot of uh, gray area. She showed up at his house after twelve o'clock at night, spent the night there, slept in a bed with him. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of you know, there's didn't a that, lot of things going on with that situation. Didn't so that happen? I feel like that happened. The to Florida s- weekend that that happened to somebody uh, a while ago, right? Like ten fifteen years ago, he got he was like going to play for the. Uh, 
he was going into the NFL. Girl called rape. He got sent to prison for like six and or then seven they ended up, And then she yeah. reneged the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and he it was, got out. It was Banks. Uh, his last name was Banks. And he ended up playing with the Falcons. But they made a movie about him. Like really? He, he turned out. But yeah, he, he went to prison yeah. on a false rape, a rape charge. That's tough. Wow. Yeah. For like so, six years. Yeah. Six, seven years. Yeah, dude. It wasn't like a week. He was like, <laughs> he's in there for a little while. And so. then she's like, oh, no, it didn't happen. Yeah. And they let him out. Sorry, I was just mad. I was PMSing Ooh. that day. Ugh. Yeah, could you imagine? No. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's go ahead and switch gears. We'll talk about uh, we've had El a lot. Waffle. We had a lot of great feedback on this MMA Legends series. Uh, we first we talked about uh, Randy Couture, and then we did Frank Shamrock. And uh, today, of course, uh, we we talked about Boss uh, on the on Frank's episode, uh, and we need to do it justice and uh, bring him in a lot and talk about him and the awesome things that he's done with the sport. Uh, in uh, in the past and now in the future, things he's doing now. So yeah. to, be, to be honest, I was doing research last night, and I was just like, "Man, my favorite part of this tomorrow is gonna be listening to Rob Rob pronounce names. Yeah, just yeah. pronounce. I'm names. so glad that you were excited about that too, because well, I was, I, I I was just like, <laughs> well, I told to Randy last week about having Randy come just to to pronounce the names, and yeah. then he told me Sunday that he's going on vacation to. Uh, New Zealand or wherever rich people go. I out. do <laughs> not. I do not mean to be <laughs> offensive or hurt anybody's feelings or slight anybody in any way when I mispronounce your name. <laughs> we can just say that maybe I suffered a head a head injury one time in my life. I've been there and haven't recovered from it. So uh, it was my first marriage, and it was a hammer. So, but let's War, talk about Warhammer. No, <laughs> oh, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Oh God! I got so many questions going to be asked to me now. <laughs> why does why does the Warhammer mean? It oh, means no. is they used them in Scotland and people got killed with them. Mm-hmm. Are you <laughs> Scottish? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, here we go. Honorary boss, <laughs> Rutan uh, El Guapo, El Guapo, the handsome one, the if handsome. you will. Um, fellas, what's your take on Boss Rutan? One of the best fighters in history. Yeah, I. Uh, I was shocked. Like I knew he was good, and I knew like a lot of I've seen a lot of his fights and stuff. But then I was like, okay, I'm gonna do a little research and get caught up. I was like shocked. He's at, a bad dude, dude. I, I didn't like. I've always followed Boss just because you know. How can you not Pioneer. if you like, like MMA? Like, yeah, yeah, like PJ's Pioneer. younger than us, so he's, he's kind of yeah, yeah. like like the generation. Yeah, y'all are shit. Yeah, but like I always follow the generation him. we're doing this for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but like <clears throat> I always followed him just because he was <laughs> so good. But like you really get back to looking at like the the original um, well rounded MMA fighters like Boss and Frank Shamrock, and they all come from Pancrase. Like mm-hmm. yeah. all the shoot wrestlers, Ken Shamrock, all the shoot wrestlers are they were so good at grappling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then. Then you have like Boss, who was a tie boxer. Yeah, he was a that was, du- like he was so a Dutch, cool. He was a Dutch tie boxer before a yeah. professional tie boxer before he became an MMA fighter. That's what was so cool about him is like, especially in Pancras, um, it was such a grappling heavy organization. Like they rewarded grappling very heavily mm-hmm. there, um, and it's so cool to see. Like it's a, there's a very clear line uh, in his career where he did a few fights for the first year or two, and he'd catch people in gu- guillotines and stuff sometimes. But uh, that was an easy submission back dude, in the day, and he was but, also a, a freak just, athlete. Too. It was super so. crazy. They spent most of his career on his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and so he and to win fights like he did, it's yes. crazy. Yeah. yeah so I mean, the day you can see when he started, and he tells a pretty cool story about it. But you can see the fight that he had 
after he had started taking grappling serious. And it was just a whole nother, whole nother thing. Whole nother gear. Oh my God. He was like so much scarier because like he tells the story where he had lost three fights uh, because of grappling uh, and he was tired of it and he started taking it serious. And he's talking about how in the middle of the night he'll have like a dream come to him about a submission. He'll wake up and then he'll do, he'll wake his wife up and practice it on <laughs> That's her. Hilarious. Didn't yeah. he, he- didn't he name one himself? He yeah, he had saying, that, like, I don't know. Yeah. It was a neck crank of some sort. <laughs> yeah. A, a root and neck crank, it's, I think yeah. is what Yeah, it's kind of like, in, it's like, in like collegiate or? wrestling, it's like a Peterson. Yeah, like it's You very, have, like, a Peterson, and you, like, cross the wrist, and you reach around the head, and you mm. do, like, a kind of like a cradle. Uh, around your back. Yeah, I or do you, that to the six-year-olds in training. You pinch your thighs together. Yeah. I mean, it hurts. I would assume it would hurt way more if you were like a big dude, yeah, like a beast. Yeah, yeah, but it's not, or like the dude having it done to them is big. Yeah, but it's not like something that works against like. He even tried it. He he, he finished it once. Yeah. Um, and he but you see him try it in a lot of his fight. His the, the, the percentage of it is yeah, not the that bad, great. The 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 downside of it is having a head and arm. Yep, is yeah. not a superior grappling position. High risk, too. Because the availability of my back being taken is super high. Because every time I'm in the top position, I always want the far side underhook so I can mm-hmm. keep my, the bottom guy pinned, flat-backed. Yep. So the position comes when he has the far side underhook and I have the head and near side arm. It's a compromised position. It's a he, very It's cool that he position. was able to get taps there. but Yeah, but because it was... Even though they were high-level grapplers over in Japan, but it was high-level grapplers for the era for the 90s yeah, which right. is still it was like three strap white belts of today are doing this doing beat, those things legit beat the black belts of the mid 90s yeah. like it's completely different but like it was it was great like i mean to watch watch it was really cool to see his evolution to where he was just a kickboxer and he and, <laughs> and like he would get took down and he was pretty much defenseless until he used his athleticism to get back up and then that divide of okay i've done a few fights and now I'm a grappler too. Holy yeah. crap! Like he took a whole new step. It's honestly, it's like he and Frank kind of mirrored each other. Yeah, as far as like getting well rounded in in different. Yeah, but opposite. Yeah, like they, this. They Frank started over here. Extreme opposite. Like yeah. he started Frank was a grappler. A grappler with a striker. Super good grappler, like uh, wrestling, jujitsu, and then tie boxing. Right, and then it just kind of mm, they flip flop. Dude, I looked yeah. into Pankrace's rules as well. Like, I, okay, so they're actually pretty badass. They're, I think they're one of the best rules. So yeah. They, it, okay, so it, one the point system influences ground fighting. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a one thirty minute period. Like the, you're gonna fight for thirty minutes. Okay, um, you have you start each fighter starts with five points each. Okay, if you're submitted, if you get caught in a submission and you can grab the ropes, they take a point from you and start you over on your feet. Mm-hmm. Right, if you're dropped like an eight count, it's the same thing. If if you get up, but and you can continue, you got dropped, but you but can you continue. You, we take a point for you, right? And you got 30 minutes, and if there's not a finish, so if you submit somebody and they can't get to the ropes and they tap out, the fight's over. Right. If you knock them out, fight's over. But if at the end of 30 minutes, a 30-minute period is forever. Dude, a long time. Can you imagine? To be in a fist fight with a professional? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so that's a really cool rule set. And if and that's how there were a few draws, like we talked about uh Frank last week where he broke the guy's shin and the guy gouged his eyes and it was just a gruesome fight and they had a draw. It's well, they because they both had, had five points. Still. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's crazy. Yeah, 30, but, uh, 30 minutes of that is... 30 I minutes. I don't think people well, all, the, all, the fights were, all the fights weren't 30-minute rounds, but okay. they, they no, were, there were some 15, that were 30-minute right? rounds and some were 215. Because, were, still, um, like, because even, the two 15-minute rounds were 
you started each round with three points. And then oh, okay, the one okay. thirty minute round you started the round with, with five, five points. My favorite okay. story was when he his first fight with them and they told him it was gonna be 15. 15 three minute rounds and like so he's getting ready for that and he gets there and he sees the guy and it looks like the guy could eat him because he's so big. The guy weighs like two forty and uh he's weighing like, you know, one ninety five or something. And uh <laughs> he He's like, okay, so I got this. That's all right. But then he, they're like, okay, it's only one period, though. And he's like, oh, thank God. I thought I was going to have to go 15 threes with this guy. And they're like, yeah, it's 30 minutes. He's like, what? <laughs> what the hell am I going to do? Like, Something got lost in translation like, <laughs> yeah, there. Even at, even at our school, we do 10-minute rounds. And, Which is kind of unheard of. People, it seems forever. Oh, it's a yeah. terrible time. Yeah. And, like, people come, like, when they cross-train with us, if they're just stopping through or whatever, and they're like... Yeah, it happens put, all the time. We, we, have, a, we have a good bit of people that come through and train with us, and every time. we never have anybody that doesn't complain about it. And ten, yeah. they, we see, they see us put 10 minutes on the clock, and they're like, what? no way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I actually no saw like, where excuse me? Yeah. one gym does 10-minute Tuesday, and they do 10 minutes on a Tuesday, and everyone's like, oh, no, it's 10 minutes, but that's like... It's that's every class. That's also yeah. Wednesday at Scramble Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got and bad Thursday, news. Yeah, every day that ends in one. Yeah, the only other rounds we do is we put two minutes on and we do yeah. twenty-one two-minute goes. Yeah, where you and, get a ten-second break yeah. in between the two-minute rounds, and it's just to change partners. Yeah, and you're and so you're not allowed to sit two rounds in a row. If you sit two rounds in a row, you have to go to the wall and you can't train. You anymore. forfeit the rest of your training. So then everybody looks at you like a hoe. So oh dang, oh yes. dude, it's tough. Yeah, God, it's tough. Dang. Yeah, but even like so, war of attrition. So I, I couldn't even imagine a thirty-minute round no. with a guy that's outweighs about forty pounds. Yeah, and you know, oh my god, and you're not a grappler yet. That was the crazy thing. He's just a he's just a you know from Holland a kickboxer. So yeah. well, that's why I found him too, is because my background is taekwondo. And yeah, I remember being on the internet because YouTube wasn't a thing back then. So you just had to like scour forums and things yeah. like that. And then I found videos of him, and then found Pancrase, and then. I was like, well, this is awesome. They call their champions kings. Yeah, that was the coolest part. The king of Pankers. Yeah, they give them like a throne and a crown and stuff. And I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, that freaking uh, trophy that he won. Yeah, the first time he won. They do that in all the venues in Japan. Yeah, they do. It's a huge thing. Like six, eight foot. Trophies, all yeah. the like he lifts it, and you can tell like they're trying to put the belt on him, and they're taking a while, he's struggling, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and if Boss Rutten is having a hard time holding up the trophy, like it's probably yeah, a showman, fifty pound trophy. They're all about showmanship over there. It yeah, was like, so cool, and they treat all of their uh, their MMA fighters, even their pro wrestlers. They treat them like gods. Yeah. Like yeah. they treat them like yeah, yeah next level. Entertainment's so. something special to them over there. Yeah, let's take a let's go all the way back to what started this guy's uh, Boss Rutten's. Uh, illustrious career in MMA and let's just see what the you know what mm-hmm. what, what route it took so here we go who was this first fighter who's uh, the first guy he fought? yeah uh Rob. we'll get to that hold on <laughs> so uh we're going all the way back to when uh, at the age of six uh he was he was a bit yeah it, it timed out it's fine it's a piece of shit uh, internet we have in here um uh, at the age of six uh he had developed eczema and he already is battling from severe asthma uh, he always had to wear long sleeves uh, and turtlenecks and gloves so people wouldn't make fun of his scaly skin. Uh, he was picked on, uh, brutally picked on on a daily basis as a child, um, and he kind of started getting tired of it. He started doing some boxing in the backyard at elementary school with friends, uh, and he became in, uh, interested in martial arts at the age of 12 after watching Enter the Dragon, a uh, Bruce yeah. Lee movie. Um, he actually couldn't get into the movie because he wasn't old enough, so his brother, he found a way to sneak him in so he could watch it. Um uh, he had conservative parents. They didn't uh, really push him uh, the, in the martial arts direction. And uh, after two years of begging at 14, they allowed him to start practicing taekwondo. 
Um, he picked it up very quick, and after a few months, he got into a street fight with the biggest bully in town. Uh, of course, now Boss was a lot more confident, and he took the challenge, and he broke the bully's nose and knocked him out with a first punch that he threw. Uh, police came to the parents' house, and Rutan was immediately put on probation uh, by his parents uh, from further practicing martial arts. Yep. <laughs> so they're like, it's okay if he got beat up and picked on, but uh, when he stood up for himself, his parents was like, no, you're not doing this. Yeah. Uh, at 21, he moved out of his parents' house and once again started uh, training in Taekwondo. Uh, he was very committed and eventually earned his second-degree black belt and began, began learning... Uh, <laughs> uh, God, why do I have to say these names? <laughs> karate. Uh, learning karate. There a different go. style of karate yeah. was a second degree black belt. And I'm going to, I'll try it. Yoshin. Yoshin. Is that it? Yoshin karate. Okay. All right. Yoshin karate. God, people are going to roast me over this. Good thing nobody roasts our podcast. <laughs> his, his, his kickboxing career uh, started uh, at the age of 20. He was also working as a bouncer and a model. He fought 16 times, winning 14 matches by knockout. Uh, 13 in the first round, and he lost his final two fights. One of them was Frank Loebman, a European Muay Thai title in February of 1991, with uh, Rutan losing by knockout in the first round. According to Rutan, he signed up for the match uh, while under the influence uh, and without being uh, any kind of preparation, but he did not he did not pull out. He was going to go forward with it. So, uh, One of his most famous fights, again, was Rene Ruse when uh, – who bit Rutan's ear during the match. In response, uh, Boss landed a knee to the groin, which uh, in, it caused a giant <laughs> brawl. Yeah. So that was took from the pages of Mike Tyson right yeah. there. Yeah. Like, yeah. This guy's whooping my ass when he bite his ear off. Yeah. So. yeah. Hey, the, the stories he tells about when he was kickboxing in Holland and everything in, in Sweden and all that uh, in Europe, and the, the difference in that environment and Japan is such a cool story because he's like, yeah, I got to Japan and I could hear people like talking in the 20th row. I could hear their conversation. Yeah, they're so quiet. Yeah, yeah. And it, he was like, it was just so much. It, he said, when I started grappling and all that, and I was, I really became a fighter. You can see the difference in my face. Um, when I watch those fights in Japan, cause you watch, you look at pictures and videos of my fights in Europe and like I'm making all these mad faces as I hit people. But I'm calm and I'm relaxed in Japan because of the environment. He said it just let me, like, get in the zone. It's crazy how much you get tied up in the emotions of everybody else around yeah. you. And he he even talked about how, like, the culture there is, like, all about, um, like, respect and all that and, and giving the fighters their respect. And he says that's kind of not that way in America where the drunks scream, knee him in the face, yeah. which I'm a little guilty well, of. It was weight. Yeah. It was so strict, and I know in Pancrase, um, him and uh, it was Shamrock. They were the first two guys to like ground and pound each other because the yeah. other guys like they wouldn't was, do it because it was, it was like as disrespectful. But yeah, they, but they were like down. they were at, they're just going after each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was a very even fight. A yeah. lot of times, yeah. like especially in the beginning, you kind of watch those fights and they're beating especially the crap the out of you. Especially the second fight. Well, Frank was taunt. Taunting yeah. in that second fight. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That was a great. That's a great fight to rewatch. It's one of the best. One of the best fights. Like if you never watched MMA fights, probably one of the. Yeah, go back and watch. That. You should watch that one. Yeah, yeah. those are good ones. Uh, we'll jump on into the mixed martial arts career where the names get a lot harder for me to pronounce. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part. Uh, Boss began his professional mixed martial arts career when he was working as an entertainer. Uh, he was scouted by Chris Dolman and was invited to fight uh, or train in the Fight Network uh, rings in Holland uh, Holland Dojo. Um, though his first training was difficult to start for him, he got focused and learned, uh, you know, 
when the Japanese wrestler, he had to fight a Japanese wrestler. Uh, I'm going to do it. Masasaku uh, Fanaki. Fanaki, and, yeah. And then uh, Minoru Suzuki traveled to the Netherlands, scouting fighters for their new hybrid wrestling style for Pancrase. Uh, Boss was immediately chosen. Uh, the precursor to the mixed martial arts in the organization was the first of its kind to feature fighting that had no closed fist strikes to the face and boasted early MMA names such as Frank Shamrock, Vernon White, Maurice Smith, Ken Shamrock, and Guy Messner. In 1993, uh, September 1993, Boss uh, had made his debut into Pancrase, uh, fighting a much heavier uh, uh, Yushin Kali <laughs> Yanasagua. Knocking him out uh, with palms and knees in only 48 seconds. My favorite sushi roll. Yeah. <laughs> I want to get the Yushin Yagasagwa. Uh, the, uh, the KO was so brutal uh, that he was carried from the ring and spent two days in the hospital with Boss for his, he was fearing for his life that he'd beat yeah. this guy's ass. It was so, ugly. It was ugly. Uh, Reece, uh, Boss Rutten's second match, however, would be more of a, um, with a more experienced op- opponent, um, was uh, Takaku Fuki. Yeah, y'all like that? That's, no, I, it works that's for me. My second or if anybody wants to say it the right it, way, it, I don't know. I we can't see the word, but like yeah. if, you, if you, it'd probably just be easier if you just did the last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's got a. It's, there's a. It's like a car be, or a motorcycle. Uh, it would be exposed. Exposed his weakness in ground fighting, uh, which uh, Fuki uh, took rooting down with an arm bar, uh, which forced the Dutch fighter to uh, immediately get to the ropes to escape. Uh, though Boss was unable to land any knee strikes to the liver, and uh, oh, he was eventually able to land some yeah. knee strikes to the liver and win the match. Yeah, yeah, he was super famous for those liver shots. Well, he me, was very good at them. He ruptured someone. Let me ask you guys, Delucia, who, Jason Delucia, who I hated. Who have you? How? Which one of you guys been hit with a liver shot? Uh, oh, me. Yeah, the only time I've been knocked. Anybody out. want to explain that that feeling when you get hit? Uh, with it's a liver not shot? even a feeling, really. I mean, it is a feeling, but it's like a it's a. It's just something that happens. You can't control it. Yeah. The The worst part about it is, is you get hit and it doesn't hurt. Right. It's, it's a like, delayed. It's, it's like, like you get, you get, it's like. You your get, body you, knows something you, bad has happened. And you catch, you <laughs> catch the thud and then you'll, you take two or three steps and then it's an uncontrollable. Your body shuts pain down. And like you can't, like you crunch up, you yeah. curl up. It's almost like getting hit in the nuts. Yeah, it's worse. It's worse. Okay. Yeah, it's worse. People pass out. I I googled it. Why people pass out when they get hit in the liver? And uh, I learned this. Um, So what happens is you get hit right, and you're standing up, and uh, there's all the blood flowing through your whole body. Mm -hmm. This is a pretty cool fact. Um, And you get hit in the liver, and it knocks all the blood out. Like literally, you get hit so hard it like expels yeah it pushes the bowel and everything out of your other organs and so what happens is your body your mind tells you you need to lay down (laughs) so we can easily get blood and stuff back to your liver or whatever it can be your stomach but liver is the easiest to access why people get hit in the liver more Mm -hmm. than like anything else it's so big yeah Yeah. so anyways that happened and so that's why like you can't stop your body from falling like you are going to fall your body just basically shuts down yes, for a second. And then yes. you curl up in the fetal position, basically. And it's just your body trying to get blood back to it. Again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, it is it is uh, another level. Yeah. yeah I'd much awful. rather just get like yeah, blasted get, in the face. Yeah, because you get rocked in the head, you can run for a second, shake it off. <laughs> yeah. like two, three seconds, you can yeah, or, back to normal. Or grab somebody and just hold on to them. Yeah, when you get hit in the liver, it could be like 20 minutes. Oh, it's before so bad. Recovers. Before you recover. Corey Rannick, my very first Muay Thai class, 
we called them Moy Conklin. They weren't. We <laughs> we paired up for well, twelve not, five minute rounds. Well, anytime you anytime you <laughs> sparred with Corey, it was a brawl. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was twelve five minute rounds at this point. It was right before Manu started uh, at coffees and uh, started teaching it. And holy God, it was like the third round. I can't keep my arm. This is my first striking class. Mm-hmm. I can't keep my hands up anymore. I'm just, I'm just dead. They were like, you weighed one twelve, and the gloves were twenty two yeah. ounces. Yeah, <laughs> it was literally like I was doing curls the whole time because I'm, it's like SpongeBob trying to pick up and his arms fall off. <laughs> yeah. But Corey does a spinning back kick and hits me in the liver, and I almost, I thought I died. I was like. Ooh! Like I, I was, I, I was like super scared. <laughs> that was like I passed out. I was like, Nigga. and yeah, Corey's the nicest person too. When he's yeah, not, he when he's not punching he's you not, in the face, when he doesn't try to punch, while you in the he's head. punching you in the face, not so. He used to double hammer fist me when I'd be on my back. He'd he's call only, it double axe handle. Yeah, he's the only person ever knocked me out in training. Yeah. Too. Forget him. Ground and pound. He yeah. hit me so hard. One of the punches, my head hitting the floor. I know he's so old now, too, so I can't wait to squeeze you, Corey, if you ever come to the gym. Right. I'm going to squeeze you so hard. I'm going to take you to the 13th minute like you did me. You better tape some phone books to your hips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> protect those Knowing livers. Corey, he's probably better now than he was then, too. I don't, he's a crazy person. But anyways, yeah, the liver shots are awful. Yeah. So, so it, bad. It, I mean, you can see just guys... No matter how big they are, just get crumbled. Dude, and Boss is so always, good at them too. It always looks so delayed too because they'll get. Hit it does. Like, they'll take it's almost like they look. Steps. It's like they're confused. Like, uh, oh god, it's so bad. Yeah. Nineteen ninety four. Uh, his third match will be his first loss as he faced superior opponent from Pancrase founder Finaki. Uh, Boss was taken down and forced uh, in a closed guard in a moment, which he accidentally hit Finaki with a closed fist when he tried to apologize <laughs> to the Japanese fighter. Um, he <laughs> executed a vicious toehold on him. Holy God, uh, yeah. Making uh, Boss tap out. At this point in the career, Boss realizes the more importance of grappling aspect, and he started uh, taping Pancrase trainings in order to uh, practice those moves as, when he trained with his uh, tr- partner, Leon Van Deek, I guess is how you say it. Yeah, Mr. Deke. Okay. <laughs> well, they call me on the street. Mr. Deke. <laughs> uh, training paid off as Boss submitted uh, Japanese wrestler uh, Kazu Yoshiki Takahashi. I like it. That sounds good. I'm on a roll it. today, fellas. <laughs> uh, with it, with an inverted heel hook during a grappling exchange uh, that had been overcomplicately initiated by Kazu. Yeah, that was disgusting. All the all the heel hooks and toe holds are so nasty in Pancrase because of the wrestling shoes. So, oh my god, there's so, just so much torque. Yeah, and so all, nasty. All the guys are two ten plus. Too. Yeah, so they're just, yeah, they're just big dudes. They're ribbing. literally they look like alligators connecting themselves to limbs well, and just th- death rolling well, them think, off. <laughs> well, you think because of the rope grabs, they're way more vicious with it too because it's they don't short want you because, yeah. because if you grab the rope, they have to let you, you go, so they you. go nuts. And if you watch when they grab the rope, they go even harder because they're trying to break each other's feet. Yeah. Which yeah. what happens in one? He breaks that guy's this shit. One, is, it, yeah. is it this match? Yeah. So it, uh, it was it was so that. The toehold was so vicious that he completely broke. Uh, to I did it good the first time. To hock it, <laughs> he broke homie's foot. He broke his leg. He broke his shin bone. Uh, he uh, he <laughs> he gained an honorary fifth degree black belt in uh, Yoshim Budoki and uh, by Jack Blooming. Um, after learning after learning this fact, Budoki, Benoki, Budoki, Budoki. I don't think that one's Sudoku, Sudoku. Yeah, Sudoku. A, <laughs> that's a puzzle, ain't it? Yeah, I don't know, man. Really it looks good it looks good. Soliloquies. It looks uh but Badoka, maybe that's it. Yeah. Um 
Boss then first got his uh, first high-level win against another co-founder of Pancrase, uh, the previously undefeated Suzuki, uh, Minaro Suzuki. The Dutch fighter knocked him out with a body kick, which is probably a liver kick. Um, hey, that guy still fights. No way. This was Does he like, really? This is like 93, 94. Yeah, 94, to, yeah. Holy yeah, he's still, he, he still pro wrestles. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah. But still, yeah. though, like, Yeah, he's vicious. Him and Josh Barnett still do stuff together. That's, I'm trying to do math. That's 30 years ago almost. Yeah, I still follow him on Instagram. He's uh, That's nuts. He's still crazy. Yeah, as soon as he hit him with a liver kick, uh, he finished him off. Uh, Rootin later uh, said that this win was one of the happiest moments of his life. Uh, on uh, Just 20 days later, Boss faced uh, another steep challenge when he went in to fight uh, Hall of Famer Ken Shamrock. Which who was brutal. One of Ken the best, was huge. Yeah, one of the best Pancrase fighters. At the time of... Uh, the time... Um, Fanaki himself uh, in his corner, uh, and he also got Japanese the Japanese to formally teach uh, him shoot wrestling. Uh, Rutan had turned in a hard effort, uh, being taken down by Shamrock and held under a dominant position for most of the match. Uh, for the more experienced Shamrock, made Rutan uh, spend time uh, escaping to the ropes, uh, and then submitted him with a pair of tried to submit him with a pair of heel hooks and a rear naked choke. Although uh, Boss still tried, uh, it was ultimately choked out. Uh, yeah. After this, Rutan decided to omit strikes from his training and only focus on his grappling. So this was when he got yeah he was serious. serious he was like I'm it. over this shit. That's the one knock on Boss through his whole career was like his takedown defense was just Garbage. subpar. Yeah, like but, but the, he got comfortable there eventually, mm-hmm. and he did really well. He won a lot of fights. But, but the crazy thing is, at the time in mixed martial arts, uh, takedowns weren't scored very highly as like yeah in the point system as they are nowadays. But it was really good for him because if he really would have spent more time on takedown defense, he never would have developed his jujitsu yeah. like he did. Which jiu-jitsu. he ended up winning like lot of redi- submissions. I got a, I got a lot it. of submissions. Yeah. His, his submission, uh, his finishes had, by he, submission were So by the end of astounding. his career, by the end of his career, he had 12 knockouts and 15 submissions. Yeah. Okay. But here's the other thing about the submissions that I think is super cool. In Pancrase, they had the point system. Mm-hmm. So if you submitted somebody and they got to the ropes, it doesn't count as a submission win. Yep. So he actually implemented 51 submissions that made people grab the ropes or they tapped. So, yeah, he has 15 submission wins, but fifth, I mean, 51, 51 that he did in turn. Like, that is crazy. And at the time, they were fighting tournaments a lot of times, so it was good to save your hands. Yeah. So the submissions were just, I mean, I don't know, a super cool fact that he didn't start as a grappler. But he ended up having more submission wins than he did knockouts. Yeah. It's super cool. But it's because he couldn't stop a takedown. Yeah. yeah, but it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bottom line, he could not stop a takedown. By necessity. Yeah. yeah. After yeah. after the loss of Shamrock, uh, he, of course, he focused hard on uh, training uh, in his grappling game, and he bounced back uh, from the loss with a submission of a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, uh, Jason DeLuca. Uh, trading submission attempts uh, before the end of the match, uh, catching him with a guillotine. Yeah, that guy looks like every bad guy out of any movie ever. He he's does. a he's a criminal. He looks so, just like Colby. So really, the, <laughs> he he looks a lot like a Frank Shamrock minus the muscles. Yeah, yeah, just he a does. skinny one. Uh, so this is a the, this is the Frank first Shamrock. of two fights. This is the first of two fights because the second fight he ruptures uh, his liver. Yeah, oof. But in the old Gracie Challenge videos, DeLuca's one of the guys that goes to Brazil and goes into the one of the... Yeah, he orig- looks like that kind of person. He goes into one of the original Gracie's academies and challenges and gets his ass smoked. The best yeah. the best Gracie Challenge... He looks like he would hang out with Wario. The best wow. Gracie Challenge that I, that I, hey, I remember seeing was the one where the guy challenged him and they were fighting outside. 
Like they were outside, and I was like, I'm pretty sure somebody got murdered after this was over. Yeah. They probably took this guy and killed his ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the one of Hickson going up on the beach and just bitch slapping. Oh, the guy yeah, yeah, the yeah. Fighting. Yeah. And they all like, they're all fighting like that. <laughs> it's all, so it's all his Jack Dempsey stances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all about respect. And respect. <laughs> In December 1994, uh, Boston participated in the greatest event in mixed martial arts history, uh, uh, the King of Pancrase Tournament. Uh, the winner took the tournament, would be crowned the first champion of Pancrase. Uh, Boss was one of four number one seeds in the tournament, and his first fight was against MMA newcomer and future UFC champion Frank Shamrock. The fight was controversial uh, as uh, Rooten locked in a rear naked choke uh, under the ropes, only to have the referee break it up without uh, they without the deduction. The yeah. yeah. After that point, the two nullified each other until uh, the end of the match, which saw the upside decision uh, win for uh, Shamrock. Frank also left with a broke uh, broke nose by a high kick. So that's, that was maybe, a good fight. That's maybe that's fight. where he got that funky ass nose. You know, Frank. <laughs> Frank's got, Frank's got, got a, a weird ass nose. A, yeah, he got a booty for a nose. Yeah, yeah. he sure does. <laughs> In 1995, uh, Boss found a uh, measure of redemption, uh, losing uh, the choking out the expert grappler, uh, King of Pancrase, finalist uh, Yamada, in his next fight. Uh, 1995, was taken to the ground, but then he clamped in an arm triangle choke from half guard uh, and then exerted to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> exerted such pressure that Yamada refused to tap. And was choked out unconscious with his eyes wide open. That's that's yeah. some serious. Dude, this is the one that kind of mess. This mess with Boss because he thought he killed him. Yeah, I kind of thought he did too. Yeah, yeah if you watch it, it. Yeah, if I watched it. He looks yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he thought he, he was out him. for a minute. It's probably, yeah, it well, to be honest, because he's just learning how to grapple. It's probably the first time he ever seen someone get put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody get put out with their eyes open though. Look, do you remember every time Randy goes to sleep, like once a week, he sometimes has his eyes open. <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember telling you a story about Jesse was in the tournament and he had to go up against this uh, super heavyweight guy and there wasn't nobody there at the tournament to go up against him. So the promoter asked Jesse, he's like, "Hey, he's like this guy right here is super heavy. He's like, you want to, you know, he don't have anybody to to roll with in the tournament. He's paid his money. We really don't want to refund it back." And Jesse's like, "He's like, yeah, I'll I'll go with it. <laughs> of course he did, dude. He hits this guy with a triangle choke." And like the guy's barreling down on him, he's huge. This is this guy's trying to stack gigantic, him, yeah. yeah. And he turns the darkest shade of he almost looked brown. He choked <laughs> him so hard, and the dude falls over like why? If you can imagine somebody cutting a redwood tree down and watching that fucking thing fall <laughs> over, <laughs> that's what when the guy hit the ground, he laid there for a while. And Jesse looks at me and he goes, "I think this guy just had a heart attack. I think I just oh, killed this God. guy." And dude, it took a minute for him to recover. Uh, but it was the same guy you was talking about that yeah. you had met. But I thought he killed him. Yes. I, I thought yeah. he. So I thought I, he had a heart attack. So this is died. the weird. This is the weirdest thing, guys. And I never heard that story before. Before I ran into Rob, so I went when I went to the police academy. Uh, I went to the Cobb County Police Academy they ran, and uh, I'm in defensive tactics, which is a week long course. So, I mean, and it's everybody knows that the training that police officers get is a joke. It's, I mean, it really needs to be changed. But anyways. Yep. It's a, it's a huge, long discussion for another We day. owe it to them, but anyways. Yeah. yeah. So I'm there. Uh, the main instructor comes in, and this man's six foot four. He's, he's probably in his 45, 46 now. He's six foot four, 265 pounds, and he 
looks like he just walked off the NFL line. Like yeah. he's he's massive. Like he's not fat. Like mm-hmm. he's trim. Like you tell he runs every day. Like he's a fucking jack dude. And he walks in and he starts, you know, giving his speech about how tough he is and how, you know, he was in the <laughs> military and stuff and like how he runs the the combatives program for Cobb County Sheriff's Office. So we start doing our combatives training and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that I've I didn't say anything about me having fifteen years of grappling experience. And we start training and then about twenty minutes into training he takes me to the side and he's like, So Obviously. I, he's like, so yeah, yeah. how much training do you do? I was like, well, I, I said, currently I own my own school. It was back when Empire was a thing. And he's like, oh, okay. And so we start, so he's like, well, well, don't train with that guy anymore. Just won't you help. So the rest of the week while I'm in the academy, I help. You're basically training I'm, I'm helping him coach the defensive tactics. But we get, after class, we go to lunch the first day, and we're talking. Well, he's like, well, who's your coach? And I was like, well, Jesse Mayo's my coach. He's been my coach primarily most of my career. And he was like, there's no way. And I was like, yeah. I was like, what, do you know him? And he's like, <laughs> he was like, yeah, well, I actually fought Jesse. He almost killed me he's once. He's like, I actually fought Jesse <laughs> in a jiu-jitsu tournament. And he said, it didn't last very long. He caught me in a choke, and he put me to sleep. And then when I woke up, he was holding me like a baby. <laughs> yeah. Was rubbing my chest. Yeah. And he dude, was he, like, it was the yeah, wildest he, thing ever. I, yeah, Jesse really, I mean, he's like, dude, this guy just had a heart attack. I just killed this guy. He's like, I, he was, it's, it like fucked him up. Like, I mean, I was too. I was like, oh, shit, was, this guy's and, dead. And the guy had told me, and I called Rob. We're never going to do this again. I was driving home from Smyrna, and I called Rob that night. And Rob was like, I was there. I, I know yeah, that. I was, yeah. I was at the tournament. I witnessed that shit with my own eyes. <laughs> because the guy so. was telling me, because this was 90s when this happened. Yeah. When I was, you know, middle school. And uh, the guy was telling me about it. He goes, yeah, it was a jiu-jitsu tournament, and there weren't even mats. No. Like, they were on a basketball floor. It was gym- carpeted. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was on carpet yeah. in a gymnasium. Yeah. Ah, no Good mat. No, what yeah, it was no- is there was there was no jiu-jitsu tournaments then, and it was literally a— He explained it, was, it as like a kumite, like a—it was like a fight. It was a karate tournament. Yeah. And they, they did, and they and then they added—we were like the freak show. They added us yeah. into it. So, and I remember the guy I had to go against, he was from New York, and he'd like, oh, I've been training—like, my weight— I was at 172. I made weight, and this fucking guy probably weighed 200 pounds. And I was like, well, I mean, yeah. you know, you guys. And I'm like, shit. So yeah. he's, like, talking about he trained with this Gracie school in New York, and he'd been doing this and doing that. And, and here I am. I'm just a scrub. Like, I'm I'm strong as shit, but I'm not, like, uh, you know, I'm I'm. he's probably way more skilled than me. Obviously, he was. He couldn't submit me. Like, he just he kept trying to submit me, never could submit me, and he got mad. And at the end of the thing – like when they said Tom, he was mad he couldn't submit me, and he he set up and he like slapped in my face, and he he actually slapped me in my chin, oh. so I was mad then. I wasn't yeah. mad when we were rolling, but I was mad then. I got up and I shoved him, and I was like, "If you want to fucking fight, we can fight right now." <laughs> and the guy's like, "No, no." He's like, I, "I'm just mad at myself. I'm sorry. I'm mad at myself." Slap his, yourself, bitch. And his coach, yeah. his coach was like, <laughs> "He's like, oh no, no disrespect, no disrespect. We're sorry." No, where I come and from, I was, dude, I was my hot. face is disrespectful, dude. I, I was. <laughs> I was hot. I was heated. So uh, Jesse gets in there and he's like, man, he's like, don't worry. He's like, I got it. I'll take care of this. And so uh, then he squeezed I, him really hard. No, he broke his arm. Oh, I knew it. Yeah, no. he he broke no. his fucking arm, dude. I've seen like, him do this in practice. Yeah, like, <laughs> like he uh, and the tournament was so weird because you had to start out sitting down. You didn't you didn't start standing. You had to sit back to back, and then they would you know. Oh, that's go. my favorite. I do so, that in kids' class because I think it's hilarious. Jesse <laughs> Jesse got this guy. Wrapped him up like I'm talking about a millisecond. He was on him, arm barred him, broke his fucking arm. Bro, you think yeah. you're in a tournament like this and you think you're good? And then Jesse was yeah. previously yeah, yeah. placed in the World Cup. 
You know, yeah. like, and he's like, he's 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 yeah. like, uh, I was like, he's like, did you hear that? Did you hear his arm snap? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, sounded like somebody breaking a carrot in a sock, didn't it? And I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was like, yeah, it sounded you know exactly Jesse, I, like I that. I think I'll just find he, a ride home. The, you know, I, the the first time I ever met your Jesse, making me <laughs> the, first, the first time I ever met Jesse was at uh, Richard's gym at Barry College. Okay, and uh, I had just started working out. I was like maybe. Maybe 135, 440 mm-hmm. pounds. That was 150 pounds ago. Yeah, that was 150 <laughs> pounds ago. So he goes, uh, he goes, hey man, uh, he he knew my older brother, so he recognized me. He's like, hey, you know, you Tanner's older brother or little brother. I was like, yeah. He's like, you know, why don't you why don't you work out with me? I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, great. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And so uh, he's like, all right, let's uh, just warm up, like stretch a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, cool. And so you know, he always wore two hoodies. Yep. and sweatpants mm-hmm. with tape around his socks and stuff and i'm like this guy's insane yeah and so he's like all right i'm just gonna warm up real quick i was like all right man yeah, i'll stretch and uh, do my own 45 thing. minute warm up he yeah. grabs he grabs it is like most people's workout for the week oh he grabs the pull-up bar and i'm like okay this dude's going straight to pull-ups because he's a maniac <laughs> <laughs> and then he pulls himself up to where his body is like horizontal yeah Levers, and, yeah, yeah, and he, and he, he starts doing pull ups like that, like with his body flat, yeah, like parallel to the ground, and he's just doing pull ups yeah. like this. And I was like, "What? I can't, I can't do that. What are you? <laughs> I'm gonna go get on the elliptical." Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> "I'm just over there, like stretching, like yeah, this is hard. <laughs> Everything about this is hard." Uh, while he's over there just rocking out, it's the craziest, he, craziest things. The, the things, the most un, most unorthodox stuff that he would he did, and then one of the things he did, and I remember. uh he was like, uh, I used to puke we always, day when we, we always had our geese in a bag. We always had our gee with us. I mean, we're being in the gym, but because we'd go in a aerobics room and, 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 and roll. And I was over there. I remember I was doing like lap pull downs or seated rows or something. I can't remember. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, seated rows. He's like, nah, fuck that. Get your gee out. And I was like, what? He's like, just get your gee out. He got it. And he tied it up somehow on the bar. And so you had to hold the gee to do your rows with yeah, his like, grip strength. He's like, you need to work on your grip strength. Like, and I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. And I was like, fuck, this is way harder. Yeah. But it's just like the shit that oh, he would do. Dude, we do leg workouts and we'd be in the back of the rack in the yeah. warehouse. We do leg workouts and he'd be like, all right, every rest set, I want you to get on my back and I'm just going to do walking lunges around the, around the, the warehouse. The and, warehouse. And you're just going to get on my back and just attack rear naked chokes while I hand fight you and do walking yeah. lunges. And I'm like, it just makes me feel like a hoe. Like, Are you patronizing he used to, me? He used yeah. to tell me, he's like, he's like, look. I've got to work on my, I'm super, I know we got way off the subject on this thing. He's like, uh, um, I'm super claustrophobic. So what I want you to do is I want you to try to smother me with my ghee and I'm going to get out. All right. This is a fetish. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, and then there were candles and wine. But no, but then, but then he, he looked at me and he said, but if I tell you to stop, you better like stop and get off of me. Like, as fast as you can. Yeah. I was like, I immediately was like, I don't even want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm scared. It is when I'm scared. But uh, Safe words, pineapple. And then, I, you know, and I used to walk with a cane. Yeah. So he'd be like, all right, this is what I want you to do. I want you to take a full-on swing at me with it, and I want to see if I can close the distance and, and, and attack your hands before you hit me. <laughs> and I was like, I, I can fucking hit a baseball. Like, 90 mile an hour, I can still hit it. I can still hit a 90 mile an hour baseball. My, hand, my, my hands are fast. And I was like, dude, are you sure you want me to try to hit you? Because I don't think you can get in there. Y'all think, y'all think it's funny this was 10 this, years of my yeah, life yeah, yeah. I, I was like I, I was like i'm seriously gonna fucking hit you in the head with this thing and are you serious you want he said like, no man just fuck, if you hit me you hit me it's my fault and uh 
probably 40% of the time he could close it before I could hit him. That's still like, a lot of hitting in the head. Yeah. Six, well, I mean, <laughs> he'd catch his I, forearm or something. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He would block it, but I was yeah. still hitting him. But, Jesus. Uh, but 40% of it, he was closing. Like, he was getting in there, and I was like, man, Jesus. And you would think he would get better closing the more tired, you know, like the tired out. But he was better the, as the time because he was his timing was getting better like he was timing it it was crazy it was crazy anyways so let's get back to boss Rudin. we need to do a podcast on jesse's what we really need to do yeah um uh Rudin's training began to pay off uh, as he stole a win from finaki with an arm bar and finished uh, and guard finished with a heel hook uh he faced another dangerous striker american kickboxing champion maurice smith who was a bad dude in his own right yes, he was um world champ kickboxer also ufc world champ yeah, I about to say when the UFC champion. Yeah, yeah, UFC started AKA. Yeah, we talked about that some last week. Uh, he fell down to the mat to avoid uh, Boss's striking. Uh, uh, Boss grappled with him and showed his technical brilliance. First submitting uh, Smith with a heel hook, uh, performed uh, with his own chin, yeah, and later executed cool. a figure four toe hold for the win. Yeah, so he's like, yeah, he's yeah. like heel hooking people with his chin. Yeah, that was cool. Um, after dispatching his next. Uh, he beat uh, Jason DeLuca in submission as well. Rudin got his rematch with Frank Shamrock on July the 23rd. Uh, their fight was similar to the first bout. Both men were trading positions and holds. And again, the referee controversially broke up a knee bar, which both guys had synced in. Um, Rudin was next to the ropes, but this time Rudin would allow uh, would win by split decision. Is that the one where him and Frank were like going back and forth at each other? Yeah, this is the one, one where this one where he close fist punched. Yeah, punched him. Face. Yeah, this one yeah. where they the Frank, Frank, Frank double legged him through the ropes out yeah. on the ground. They were in 50-50, right? Like, yeah, 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 double Achilles locks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rudin was palm striking him in the face. Frank was sticking. Frank his was sticking his tongue out at him, and then Boss like fucking punches yeah. him. Yeah. Um, that's kind of a common thing for Boss. You could tell, yeah. like, and he'll even admit it, like, like on some gets, interviews. Yeah, that he gets if he loses his temper. Uh, weirder stuff happened. He's, yeah. I don't think he ever admitted that he was worse or better, but he would say that like uh, some weird shit happened. You ever yeah. watched? You ever watched the uh, Smashing Machine, Mark Kerr's documentary? I I have not seen that, but I know you you're talking about. I, I want to watch it. It's very good. Yeah. Mark Kerr's another super another guy, yeah. super legend. Yep. Uh, but you know, Rico Rodriguez uh, came up under Mark Kerr and was talking about Boss Rutten. He used to go and train with Boss to do striking. And he brings Rico by one day. And this is right before Rico wins the heavyweight world championship in the UFC, like right before mm-hmm. it. And uh, Boss is retired at this point, but he's training guys in California. And uh, Mark is super pissy with Rico because Rico's always out. You know, he's like 22, 23 years old, and he's just got the world in front of him, but he's out drinking and partying all the time. Right. So Mark and uh, Boss are in the gym, and he's like, Boss, hey, when y'all spar today? I want you to like, beat his ass. He goes, give it to him, like fuck him up, show yeah. him, like show him, show him what's wrong. And I'm not like boss has been retired for like five, six years, mm-hmm. and dude, they, this is like w- weeks before Rico wins the world, the heavyweight world championship yeah. in the UFC, and they go to sparring, and boss knocks Rico out, like like he's beating the ever loving shit out of him, but pins him against the wall. Hits him in the body, hits him in the face, knocks him unconscious, and catches him like a kid, and lowers him to the ground mm. mid mid knockout. That. 
That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> the documentary is super good. You probably catch it on YouTube. For you free. can you can imagine how good Rico would have been if he just would have kept his. He was his own worst enemy, dude. It's hard yeah. when you're young and yeah. you, and you come from nothing and you get fame and money. Right, like it's hard. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Um, the win over Shamrock uh, granted him a challenge title match on uh, September the ni- September 1995 King of Pancrase against Minoru Suzuki, uh, which the rematch uh, from the fight beginning uh, in the beginning of their careers. Uh, the the match was long and intense. Suzuki rode boss for most of their exchanges in the bout. Uh, actually managed to force him to to grab the ropes uh, to escape a tight knee bar. Um, boss held his own uh, through his defensive. Uh, tactics uh, occasionally countering with guillotine chokes and a surprising rolling knee bar from a standing position that's still one of the coolest moves yeah, ever. Okay. okay that was rolls. that was Victory super that was super flashy it was a super flashy knee bar but he was already on the ropes when he shot it yeah so like yeah. it's not like you could you're gonna tap him with it right he's already Just trying to steal a point there yeah, yeah. Uh, which, after, which is super tactical. good super good tactical. Very tactical. Yeah. you're immediately getting a point in the match yeah 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 and it's and, it, and again, it's flashy. It shows really good IQ. Yeah, he is super smart. I that's what I got out of listening to some of his interviews this past week. I just love sitting. There's a really cool YouTube thing. Uh, it's like I went camping with. Okay, it's kind of weird. Okay, but anyways, <laughs> this guy just like sets up a fake fireplace. Would you tell a guy if yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, the guy sets up a, a, a fake fireplace in a camper and uh, interviews people? And boss was on there. It's really cool. You should go look it up on YouTube. And uh, he tells some of these stories. It's it's just super cool to listen how smart he is. How, not only is he good and technical, but he's tactical, which is I feel like tactics are some of the hardest things to teach. Sure, that's that's a thing that you. It's because it's hard for athletes to develop it. Yeah, and uh, so it was super cool just to hear how he talks about some of the stuff and and see some like that. Like yeah. he stole a point. Like the guy was already holding on to the ropes, and you shoot a knee bar, so you get a point. That's pretty. Yeah, it was pretty slick. Let me yeah. ex- let me explain what I just said. So I said it's hard for athletes to develop that, and I mean people who are naturally gifted, gifted physically. Yeah. They don't really listen or they, learn a lot. Well, they don't always have to develop the mental game because they can just make stuff happen against right. average people. Mm-hmm. They get they can just do what they want to do. Yeah. yeah. So usually, guys that are meek usually have to develop that part of the game because you have to be crafty. Sure. It makes sense. Yeah. makes perfect yeah. sense. After getting out from under the mount, uh, Boss threw a front kick to the body, which down Suzuki, and then he followed up with a guillotine choke, making the king of Pancrase tap out. He tapped him out right. The guy could have grabbed the ropes, yeah. but he was just so done with fighting Boss. Yeah, he's, he's like, screw this. I'm yeah, tapping. Yeah. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, I'll come back another time. So, yeah. After putting his title on defense, uh, put it on hold uh, for an injury, Boss returned to the ring in a match against Maurice Smith. Overwhelmed by rooting strikes, Smith opted for taking him down uh, uh, to try to somehow salvage the fight. But Boss ended up performing a half-guard sweep into a rear-naked choke to tap him out. His next time will be against uh, his next fight will be against the man he debuted against in Pancrase. Uh, God dang it, uh, <laughs> Yushi <laughs> Yana Sagawa, love it. Yeah, no, that's not I right. Used to, I used to no. live on that street. I have yeah. a freaking head high right now from and, all this. That's my and, favorite listen, brand of said, ramen. This yeah. match, this match lasted uh, for twenty twenty seven minutes thirty five seconds. Twenty seven minutes is a forever. It fight. is a that is a 
long ass time. Uh, despite breaking his hand in the match, Boss uh, scored three consecutive submissions through uh, the affair before ending it with a rear naked choke. He broke his hand on the first strike. He said, "I broke it on the first strike," and the, he said, "I knew it, the moment I broke it that I was going to have to like wear on the guy." and break him and tap him as many times as I could. Whether they're against the rope or not, I, I was just going to have to go for taps because I could not punch him anymore or open hand strike him. So that's pretty pretty freaking. I mean, I mean that's just another example of how tough he was. How, how he's just a hard ass. Yeah. I mean, you've got to I wonder how many like broken fingers those dudes had from open from open Holy crap. Strike. Yeah, like, I, I don't know if it would have been that many cuz you don't really cuz you strike with your like, even if like yeah, you your palm. just on act. Like, yeah, just you like misjudged it. Yeah. yeah. But have you, know you ever saying? have you ever hit the palm uh, of your hand against something? Dude, it stays sore. Dude, for I got this weeks. little old lady ganglion cyst like your grandmother's have. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I'm 27, for God's on sake. Bunions on his hands. Dude, and <laughs> oh. I'm telling you, if you were to flick this right now, uh, one, I would punch you in the throat. And, <laughs> not and with that hand, though. Not with that hand. And he's and, a Roddy, so you wouldn't have to And I would go to the restroom, and I'd cry. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't imagine the kind of wrist health that they have after open hand striking people. Like like he was saying, like if you hit them with the base of the palm, it's not a big deal. Yeah. But if you catch them with like, oh or, my Or the God. edge of that bone right there, yeah. dude. I, Actually hit something. I forgot what it was. I think I fractured it because if I still push on it, it's sore as hell. Yeah, I don't remember what it was. Boss would be ashamed of One us. My kids, I get. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm joking. In 1996, uh, Boss faced Lions Den fighter and future Ultimate Fighter champion winner Guy Messner. Yep. Um, through the fight, uh, Boss dominated the stand up with liver shots and palm strikes, forcing Messner to take him down and meet him on the ground. Uh, Messner forcing was, him to yeah, yeah forcing him like one of the old ladies in the ring couldn't have walked up there and took him down no it's like come on I boss. know uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he was probably tripping over his own feet most of the time so uh, Messner was able to control Rutten but wasn't able to score a submission while the Dutch uh, defeated and capitalized on his stand up segments to inflict damage at the end after a leg lock exchange Rutten locked a heel hook variation to submit Messner which um, was a Sambo guy Messner was? Yeah, I, I, think didn't he was know that. I think he was actually a U.S. national champ. Really? I think so. I didn't know that. I know he was a Sambo guy, but I'm pretty sure he was a national champ. On May 16, 1996, Rutten defended his title before Frank Shamrock in their third match, which also for Shamrock's interim King of Pancrase title. Controlling the takedowns as usual, Shamrock gained north south position uh, several times, but was unable to submit Rutten, and Rutten, in return, knocked him down with an open hand uppercut. The two fighters struggled, even fell out of the ring at uh, some point during a takedown, which is that nasty double leg. Uh, in the midst of fight, famously taunting Boss by sticking out his tongue during a leg lock exchange, which Boss uh, lost his temper and punched fr- closed fist punched Frank in the face. <laughs> Uh, receiving a red card uh, as Shamrock expected. It was part of, his, if you listen to the podcast yeah. about Frank, it was his whole plan to get in his head. At the end, however, Rutten won the fight by TKO doing, uh, during an eye cut um, and unifying the King of Prank, Pancreas belts. Easy for me to say. Right after, right after his match against Shamrock, uh, Rutten had his rubber match against uh, DeLuca, uh, the fight was controversial for DeLuca repeatedly claiming that Boss had hit him with a closed fist, yeah. which the Dutch fighter received a yellow card and then later a red card. In response, <laughs> Rutten hit several shots to De- DeLuca's liver, rupturing it and knocking him out, knock I, him out He painfully. cannot have picked a better person to do that yeah. to. Yeah. And Pancrase's 1996 anniversary show takes place on September the 7th. Boss defended his undisputed title against Masasuki Funaki, uh, and it was considered to be one of the greatest fights in Pancrase history. 
The Japanese wrestler, wrestler came uh, to a near finish with an ankle lock, but Boss escaped miraculously um, and proceeded to fend Fanuki off uh, or Fanaki off uh, the wrestler about utilizing uh, the same stalling strategy he had used against Suzuki. Uh, Funaki made a wide usage of a knee on stomach and a mount position uh, to initiate leg attacks, leg lock attacks. Uh, but the Dutch uh, fighter countered every single time, uh, pushing uh, Matsuzuki away uh, in the moment in which the Japanese uh, fighter threw an illegal leg kick. Uh, is there an, was an illegal kick? Was it a kick to the head? What I mean, what was the legal kick? I can't remember. Uh, that was the fight. Was that while he was getting while he was getting a, a he kicked a ground opponent. Ah, that could be it. Yeah, only boss uh, to capitalize uh, on this uh, with his fame striking game. Uh, boss knocked him down twice with palms and knees, and further landing a link uh, landing lengthy strikes, uh, unanswered strikes uh, to the face. Finally, Finaki for, uh, beating Finaki with a knockout victory. Uh, in doing so, he became the three-time King of Pancrase uh, champion. Yep, and that's this is, that's impressive. This is in '96, so he's been fighting for like three years, working on three years, like two and some change. And we have already uh, went over his last loss of his career. Yeah, he will not lose. Yeah, lose again. He will not lose again from '95 to when he retires. His last fight was in 2006. I just remember him being really good at landing knees to the body. Yeah, like As the way they getting up. The way he placed them was so perfect. Like it was just wham. It, it just hammered the liver. It was beautiful. One of the uh one of the best things out of this, uh they uh, interviewed uh boss after the fight and he said before the fight he came to me, he had uh thumb over neck, like slashing motions. I was going down, I turned to my manager and said, Okay, now I'm gonna kill this guy. You watch. <laughs> my game plan was to keep fight keep fight going for fifteen minutes. Fanaki had never fought fifteen minutes. Uh, but then like 12 minutes into it, I'm still on my knees and he kicks me in the head. I blocked, but for, uh, him to do something illegal like that. Uh, so right away I started bang, bang, bang. And there he goes, down he goes. <laughs> I just could hear him say, bang, 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 Um, uh, for a moment, I totally destroyed him. Uh, you get to see the fight. It was a massacre. My palms were black from hitting him so hard. Uh, man, that's crazy. That is uh, crazy. He had the gods on his side or something because he stood up every time. I hit him in the face uh, on the mat. You hear it in, hear him slam into the mat. His nose is always to the, all the way to the side of his face broken. They had to straighten it out and I said, oh, my God, this guy can take a shot. I need him so hard in the head that he went down four times. But the last knee I gave him was uh, everything I had. I grabbed him by the head and I need him. It was like a Rocky movie. <laughs> I'm standing there. I fall backwards. I'm totally out of breath. I get up. The referee holds up my hand. Uh, then he lets go of my hand and I drop it again. Boom. I was exhausted. Yeah. I gave it everything I had. I really wanted to destroy him. I broke his cheekbones. I broke his nose. And just because he said he was going to kill me. Oh, I was so angry. But afterwards, we're friends again. What a crazy sport. Yeah. He. Uh, there's a little clip right after that fight of him on his knees directly after they stop it right and he just collapses to his knees and the breaths that he is taking you could tell like he did not have there was another, nothing left he did not have another 60 seconds of fighting that hard in him like he, he got so pissed when buddy kicked him in the head that he like dumped the gas he fucking blacked out he better yeah. be glad he knocked him out because yeah. if he didn't he was you not too screwed. Yeah. yeah you can see him in the corner and he's like 
belly breathing so yeah, hard yeah yeah it, i mean he you can tell like he was uh, almost like he's it almost looks like he's thankful yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> like oh, thank yeah. god he went oh, down yeah. in the interview it kind of sounds like it too like oh my god i couldn't yeah. knock him out thank yeah. god he I mean, went he, down dude he was hitting him with everything everything he had i really wish that that sakuraba fight had been oh happening. yes because that would have been amazing that, that would have been it would have been great uh, March 22nd, 1997, uh, Boss returned to Pancrase in a match against uh, Osami uh, Shibuya. This is a super mm, yeah. cool story. Um, about in which was unexpected to force a fight to draw uh, after uh, this, he broke his sternum. Uh, That's the one. Uh, the Dutchman avenged the accident uh, in a rematch with uh, Shayubi. Uh, did I say his name right? I, I you probably didn't. Uh, absolutely uh, not. not. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely not. Shibuya. Shabuya. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking about Tedkin. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what my phone's up there doing. It's getting wild. Um, uh, he submitted a Japanese uh, fighter with a spine lock, and uh, which was nicknamed the Boss Root Neck Crank. Nice. Uh, Root returned to Pancras, taking eight more victories, bringing his unbeaten streak to nineteen fights. Uh, boss left Pancrase as one of the most dominant fighters in the organization's history. MMA legend Ken Shamrock was the only fighter that did not avenge. He didn't avenge the loss. In 2000, when Rutan was uh, fighting for, well, he was a pride uh, fight color commentator. His third fight with Shamrock was entertaining. Um, he didn't fight him again, did he? Uh-oh. Boss agreed to uh, come out of retirement about, yeah. to fight Shamrock. They talked about it. It just never happened. However, Shamrock slated, uh, stated that uh, he had already beaten uh, Boss twice, and the third time wasn't necessary. In 2002, uh, Boss said that he would not fight Shamrock again, even if it was offered to him because of the friendship they had developed over the years and that uh, he could not put his mind right to, uh, in his heart to even fight uh, Ken. So. Yeah. That uh, last fight about in Pancras. Um, is a super cool story. Did y'all know that story where they talked about? Um, they asked him to come back because they're viewing. They weren't. In, they weren't getting as much viewers, and they were struggling as a company. And they're like, "Boss, I know you're gonna." Now, Boss had a fight with Randy Couture scheduled at this time. That would okay? be a great fight, dude, in the UFC. That'd okay, and it's like two months or something away. And they're like, "Just come fight. Do one more fight, and we'll send you off." And and he's like, "Okay, but I want to fight a tomato can because I have the biggest fight of my life in a couple months. Like this is a big deal for me." And uh, they're like, "Okay, okay." And uh, but the, what happened was he uh, had been oh, less active. Had, yeah, he yeah, had been yeah. less active over the past year and a half or so, and they had been training a guy. Okay, like specifically to beat him. So they could bring it back to the... So the guy wasn't experienced. So if you look at his record, it's like, oh, this guy isn't too scary. I'll fight him before I leave. And But then two days before... Like a year and a half, he'd been training just to beat Boss. Specifically to beat So two days before this fight, he's walking around Japan, and one of the other fighters, I can't remember, was an American, comes up to him and says, hey, uh, you know that they've been like coaching this dude up, right? Like these, the owners of Pancras has been like investing into this guy trying to beat you and uh it pissed him off super bad yeah and that was one of the craziest like he says if you go back and watch that fight it was it looked like i was fighting in europe again but with how much emotion i was filled mm-hmm. with in that fight but it was a really good fight though it was a good fight the guy was tough yeah. um but you could, you could tell he was he was prepared for yeah. everything yeah like and, and, and rooting even says before the fight my game plan was they're gonna give me a tomato can so I'll, I'll just beat this guy i'll just submit him however many times it takes maybe he taps maybe he grabs some ropes i'll just get like a warm-up fight in getting ready for randy and i'll protect my hands so they won't get hurt because i need i need them for randy couture mm-hmm. well <laughs> uh when he found this out 
it, the game, he scrapped that game plan. And he's like, there's no way I don't knock this guy out. Yeah. And he ends up knocking him out, and it's a pretty good fight. It's worth looking into. How long was the fight? Did it, did it, was it a – did he finish him pretty quick? Or? Um, I don't think it was, like, super fast, but it wasn't no. super – I mean, I think it was, it like, was, somewhere it was within five and ten minutes. It was a pretty good scrap. Yeah. yeah. Like, the guy yeah. was really putting up a fight, but you could also tell that his inexperience in general – because the guy was a rugby player. He was mm-hmm. a very good athlete yeah. and very big. Uh, But he come over at specifically – what happened was it was either Suzuki or Fanuke or Fanaki um, was one of his heroes, mm. right? And he saw Rutan beat him. So he wanted to avenge him. And he was like, I'm going to avenge him. <laughs> I, I'm going to be the guy. You killed my sensei. Yes, yeah. yeah. So anyways, <laughs> it was a pretty good. Know him. You could tell like the guy hadn't, like the guy was prepared for boss, but yeah. when the fight got deep, it got to deep water. He just faded and boss just cooked him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was just, it was, that's a really cool story. That's one of my favorite boss rooting stories right there is how, how pissed off he got. <laughs> yeah. That's a dude you don't want mad at. You. He was no. like, when Straight the, up. he's like, when the guy cut his throat in my face, that was Suzuki. When Suzuki yeah. cut his throat and like, like he was going to kill me he in the, the ring, throat slash, he said, yeah. I had 15 seconds to think about that and get mad. Yeah. I had two days to get mad about this. <laughs> I was so mad when I finally got in there with this asshole. <laughs> But anyways, then he went. He never got to fight Randy, which really sucks. I know that would have been that would have been epic. Oh my it god! Been Especially in the fight. UFC, that would have been that would have been so cool. Well, let's talk about the UFC. Uh, Rutan was originally told about the UFC, you know, the Ultimate Fighting Championship uh, before its first event in 1993, um, when the UFC uh, competitor Ken Shamrock proposed it to him. But Boss said that since it was a uh, it was a no rules format, he felt it was just too dangerous and he didn't want to risk his career so early. Um, but he did sign the UFC in 1998 after his Pancrase career. Uh, Boss uh, entered the UFC with a massive amount of hype, and he was undefeated in his last 19 fights, and he was touted the organization's world's greatest martial artist. Rutan was originally scheduled to fight Randy Couture uh, for the uh, UFC Heavyweight Championship in his first fight, uh, but Couture had some uh, contract dispute uh, and left the UFC. Um, so he did, won the title and he went over to Japan. Yep, he left. He left the title. He was stri- yep, he was yep. stripped of the title. Uh, and uh, so the Dutchman's first uh, fight uh, quest for the UFC belt was against. Uh, oh, you're going to point at me because I'm going to butcher yeah. his name. Japanese. He catch goes wrestler. to America to fight another Japanese, Japanese catch to wrestler. Fight Kosaka. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And UFC 18, during the bout, Rudin was repeatedly taken down and struck uh, with some ground and pound. Shocker. But at the end, he ended up scoring the dramatic knockout with just minutes left in overtime. Overtime. It was an overtime round. They went into an overtime round. Yeah. Because the fight was so controversial because uh, John McCarthy, imagine a controversial fight because of John McCarthy, seemed to unfairly stand it up when uh, Kosaka was mounted on Rudin and, and actively landing uh, clean, effective punches. Yeah, they don't show you that part in the Boss Rutan documentary. They don't. So yeah. They don't, they don't yeah. mention yeah. that. He's like, we're just going to edit I'll, that out. I'll go ahead and say that this this fight and the fight, the Kevin Randleman fight. That's one we're about to get on next. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. So so you say that. Uh, I love Boss Rutan, but yeah. if I was sitting behind the, the judges' yeah. table. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd go a little different. Yeah, it would have went differently. On May the 7th, 1999, UFC 20, Boss faced off uh, against the monster Kevin Randleman for the UFC Heavyweight Championship. First four minutes consisted of Rutan taking unanswered punishment from his guard. <laughs> he did. Getting bloodied uh, up in the face. But the fight was stood up to check on Rutan's cut. Uh, Rutan landed a hard kick to Randleman's liver, slowing the pace uh, for the rest of the fight. They exchanged strikes in Boss's guard. Uh, the Dutch fighter opening the cut and Randleman via elbow strikes on top of the head until uh, the end of overtime. So we're talking about 
overtime matches still. The fight went to the judges, and it was given a split decision. Uh, uh, the win uh, to Rutan, the crowd uh, crowning, crowning him the UFC heavyweight champion. Uh, the victory uh, met a heated controversy from fans uh, and the professionals uh, and fighters, sports alike, among Randleman's Corner and Mark Coleman, who criticized the judge's yeah. decision. Fighting, uh, uh, fighting judge point. The point system was not uh, at they, all yeah, in they place. Gave, the points were basically scored off of aggression and strikes landed way more like boxing. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike they didn't really give you takedown control because Randall control. Do you remember that how bad uh, scoring in the UFC used to be? Yeah, it was uh, terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. It was because really it was it was like purely like boxing based score systems. I mean, the boxing yeah. commissions were in charge of it for the longest time. Yeah. They didn't even have it, like you move it over. But guess what, guys? You can only punch in boxing. You have one aspect. There's so of many attack. more there's, variables. Yeah, that we have to. There's yeah, so consider. Many, yeah, there's extremely so many more things. Subjective. Yeah. yeah, and the thing with fighting is it's not even the strikes or submission attempts like okay who cares that you tried 62 guillotines and got took down every time and were controlled the rest of the time well yeah. it's still like, it's still a big issue though because even the ufc now uses boxing God, refs as do. refs yeah it's, it's still bad yeah, it's yeah, judges it's yeah it's, they should use mma guys like retired mma guys to judge the yeah. fights yeah. then you go on the aspect of whose training camps did they train that's, ex- that's another yeah, thing it's just too. a yeah. small world yeah. yeah it can all be dirty you know what I mean like no matter how yeah. you try to let's slice just do it, it like up. American Idol and we can send in our votes mm. <laughs> <laughs> we just this, Conor McGregor would never lose you just took a shit on this podcast <laughs> talking about American Idol I'm just kidding <laughs> Uh, I don't know no, if you've no, noticed, you. but we're not great at voting for things right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that so, shit's rigged, so we can't do that either. I don't so. think we should. Uh, I just said I was just asleep. Rutan <laughs> <laughs> va- Ru- vacated the title in a later year in order to drop down to middleweight, known as light heavyweight now, um, closer to his natural weight, in a bid to try to become the first person to hold the UFC uh, title in two weight classes. However, he would end up uh, never continuing his career while training the UFC in 1999. He suffered multiple serious injuries, including blowing out his knee, tearing his bicep, and suffering a neck injury. He was forced to retire from MMA competition uh, for the time uh, by doctor's orders. He was, he was proposed to fight um, uh, Sakuraba, which would have been a great fight, when he was contracted uh, by Pride Fighting Championship, but Boss decided to decline uh, due to the insufficient fight purse, preferring to sign up as a fight commentator, he was replaced by the axe murderer Vandalay Silva. Yeah, those that that's one Which of was a hell of a fight. If, yeah. you, if you could pick five Great fights, fight. five fights that were scheduled and never happened. Okay, um, boss is like two of those. Like Randy Couture, that is like I mean that's and one Kizuchi of the Sakuraba and Sakuraba. Only like, thing Sakuraba was just so much smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I bet he would have took him down. No, the fuck yeah, yeah. No <laughs> but yeah, way. he he said that uh, when he retired, he had tendonitis so bad in his upper arms that he couldn't even swim. Like I can't even I can't even doggy paddle. You know, you see that a lot. And you too. were in there fighting. You had uh, you had guys that that played baseball for years, and uh, some of those guys the pitched. They lost the use of their arms. Their arms yeah. just quit working. I mean, you well, they were pitching one hundred forty yeah, pitches yeah. a night at the time. Like that's so crazy. Eventually, you know, time catches up with us all, and then you just have these these nagging injuries that turn into something that just changes your life forever. So yeah, yep. so it was, it was time for him to get. I think it was time for him to get out, especially after that fight with Kevin Randleman. I mean, it's yeah, pretty that much was, that, that was a telltale sign, and it was time. Well, to you know what, call, Ken, Ken Shamrock, 
invited him to do the UFC or whatever in like 94 or whatever it was. And uh, he said no because I don't want to risk my career so early. Mm-hmm. And then he does like two fights in UFC and then immediately he's done. His, yes, so he was pretty much right. right. <laughs> yeah. It was the right move to there's say. A lot of, uh, there's a lot to be said for someone that realizes it's like yeah. it's time to. Smart enough on a, to bow on a 22 out. fight undefeated. Well, yeah. I guess he was 21 at this time. He does one more fight. Pretty, but, pretty amazing. Yeah, he does uh, one more fight after he retires. Yeah. yeah. On May 22nd, of 2015, UFC president Dana White appeared on M- M- appeared on Inside MMA to announce that Boss Rutan would be inducted to the UFC Hall of Fame during International Fight Week in July. Rutan is the first European to be inducted, taking place uh, with the oh, Pioneers uh, as a new look UFC Hall of Fame. Former UFC light heavyweight champion Tito Ortiz has credited Rutan for inspiring his early day in his fighting sta- uh, style in his early days. I looked up the boss. Boss was my idol. People were so scared to fight him. He was the man. Um, I thought that that's what I needed to do now. If I train hard as he does every day, I'll be as good as him in two years. And look where I am. I'm on top of the world. I've got to say thanks to him. Thanks to boss for helping me uh, make me believe in myself and my dreams come true. Yep, he's another Aww. one. He's another one that uh, a lot like Frank, <laughs> so where so many people, so many people credit him uh, in in a coaching role, in our mentor role, yeah. where he oh, would yeah. visit. Well, he cross trained a lot too, right? So he would go to the people's gyms and train with them for two months, and then move to the next place. But uh, so well, think like, I mean, if you were a if you were another light heavyweight heavyweight fighter, and if you had the money to fly in great guys, why would you not? Yeah. Have one of the most well-rounded. Chael Sonnen tells a super cool story ever. about when he was at Team Quest and Randy flew Boss in and he stayed for a weeks or something. I can't remember, but it's a pretty cool story how how he ended up later on shitting on Boss in the interview because <laughs> that's like what he does. You yeah, know? he was the he was the beginning of the entertainment era. Yeah, you know, uh, Chael Sonnen was. So that's what he did. He was like, "There's no way if I shit on Boss Root in an interview, I can pull him down to my level, but maybe I'll pull myself up." Yeah, and he said, "To be honest, it worked really well because yep. Boss got real mad and wanted to beat my ass." <laughs> <laughs> he was in Canada at the time, and a mutual friend calls Chael and says, "Hey, Boss is in Canada, which isn't too far from Portland, Oregon." And he's considering driving to Portland and beating your ass for what you said in that interview yesterday. And he's like, oh, this is going to work too well. Chill <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could fun. take him down, though. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be, that'd be a, a, an easy quick takedown. Yeah, yeah I mean, he took Vondelay down in flip-flops. Yeah, he yeah. did. <laughs> or don't get that close to me. I can't let you get close to me. Yeah, he can, he'll can. he take him down and then That's boss will rip his Dublin. foot off. Yeah. That's how I felt in Dublin when that crackhead tried to attack me. I can't let you get that close to the me. The needle's in your phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Yeah, we'll have to go over that one day. That's oh, pretty nuts. I definitely want to hear that story. Um <laughs> Um, Boss Rutan's last fight, May uh, 2006, Rutan announced his return to the MMA competition, cleared by doctors to fight again. Boss was slated to fight uh, Kimo Leopold and the now defunct World Fight Alliance on uh, July 22nd of 2006 in the Forum in Los Angeles, two days before the event. Um, what? Oh, okay. I remember being chemo, so excited. Chemo tested positive for the juice. Yeah. Uh, Shocker. Rutan ended up fighting Ruben Warpath Villarreal. <laughs> they gave him that nickname right before the fight. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they I'm did. not sure that dude. I don't know that Ruben, guy. Ruben, what can we? Yeah. Uh, Warpath. Warpath. Yeah. 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 I don't know that guy. I don't. I haven't seen a fight before that or after that. I don't know. If, and maybe he, he was a good fighter, but he, he had a pro career. Okay. 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 I'm not going to say he was a good <laughs> fighter, but he's a pro. Rutan took the fighter down in the first round victory by way of technical knockout after low kicks to his opponent. Yeah. Uh, was unable to stand. 
vicious yeah. leg which, kicks, which yeah. brought his professional record to a 28 win, four loss, one draw. After the fight, Rutan tested positive for hydrocodone, morphine, and <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. And, Every, uh, everything the old man needs to go to a professional MMA and fight. And apparently he was drinking heroin through a fire hose? Yeah. <laughs> Hydrocodone and morphine. <laughs> that, I mean, that's that's getting yourself shot up to get uh, get in there and get it done at least one time without feeling anything. He also had a uh, giant tub of Ben Gay with him. <laughs> no, what was that? Uh, tiger Bomb? Yeah, Tiger Bomb. That's what it is. Tiger Bomb. Tiger oh, my goodness. Um, I mean that he he spent a little time in the pro wrestling world. I'm not really going to get into that uh, post fight career. Of course, you could see him uh, tons of movies, tons of movies, tons of TV shows. Uh, he actually was a cameo in Grand Theft Auto Four, which is my favorite game, uh, in a TV show called The Men's Room. Um, actually, he was also featured in a WCW versus the World PlayStation game. His he went by the name Thunderdome. Uh, <laughs> Wow! Uh, what an so awful funny. name! I, I think I had that game. I think I don't remember that. Thunderdome. You, you make it in the world, in in my opinion, you've made it when you make it on a when WCW you're on a video. video, when you're, video? No, when you're in a video game. Yeah, yeah. you have made it, dude. That's yeah. how made uh, it. I've I've had. Uh, I've, what was the movie with Kevin James? He was in? Here was comes Kevin the James. boom. And that was just on Here yesterday. That's what I was going to say. I thought it was so funny that uh, we're did, doing this. He's and so that was on he's the most charismatic he stole the movie fighter. yeah he's he so stole good. the whole movie yeah. like he was the best part of the movie yeah. to me so him and selma hike yeah. so I, yeah. she doesn't have one, one eyebrow uh, the con- t- continuation <laughs> of the chael sonnen movie or the chael sonnen story is he uh they wanted chael to be in that movie too i don't know if he ever did or not i know he went and there's a, a bunch of fighters in it. okay well yeah. he, he had like a fighters. scene or two but they were like hey we want you to do it and we'll pay you money and we'll fly out here and everything but when you get here you have to apologize to boss because like they never confronted each other about it, and Boss is still mad about it. Yeah. And he gets there and he shoots the scene, and he's like, "I'm not going to be fake and just like walk right up to him right when I get there and apologize just so I can. I'll just apologize to him afterwards." <laughs> and uh, he gets Boss to the side when they're done shooting that day, and he's like, "Boss, you know, you were you came to Team Quest when I was like an up and comer, and you were super cool, and you showed me a lot of stuff, and I really appreciate that." And then a few years later, uh, you know, I shit on your name and everything uh, when you were announcer for this other company. And uh, I'm sorry, but like, you you never you never thank me for that. And like, he was trying to be funny, and boss but boss, like, but boss like started to lose his shit. And he said <laughs> it took him a minute to realize that he was making a joke, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. That's my favorite. That's my favorite story. Chell's so funny, that that guy, in especially with boss, who is like, I th- I feel like. I mean, he's a very successful businessman. Sure, right with the combat karate and all that. Like, yeah. so when he's combat in, karate is really good. Have dude, you, have you seen it, Rob? What combat karate? Combat yeah, his, his organization they live stream on YouTube for free. You can pull it up, but uh, uh, it's like um, full contact karate, uh, shin kicks, feet, close hand fists, slams. They can sweep and take down and you have a three second window when you knock someone down to strike them on the ground it's an open mat okay but the edge of the mat has like a 45 degree like uh elevation so I if you get someone down to the into edge, a hole you can like make them step and lose their footing yeah so it's easy to sweep them knock them down and strike them on the mat yeah okay freaking amazing i but would they, like to watch this they bring in multiple time like shotokan uh real world champs which you know like show like uh, so everybody like everybody in the world knows like martial arts like everybody kind of like 
craps on everybody else, but nobody craps on anybody more than Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu craps on everybody Everything. else. Yeah, yeah. Well, Shotokan Karate is legit. Yeah. Like, yeah. they... It's probably they, that Dan Askew Karate. Yeah, they are <laughs> I'm legit. I'm not going to say the only, but it's... It's, it's pretty much it's crazy. Only. Like a competition. Like we're not talking uh, Roman martial arts here. I'm not. I'm not downing on Sorry. nobody. I'm not downing on nobody. In no, town. I'm just saying I it's different. It. It's yeah. different. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different. It's, yeah, it, yeah. It's no, that's what I'm saying. It's well, like when you can like, use when tournament they, versus combat. Yeah, when, Rob, they when you compete, can use chi, chi. stop. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like punch. in competition, when they compete, they want they they don't even wear gear. Like, you can yeah. open hand strike the face, close fist the body, full shin kick, no pads to the head. It's super cool. It's, and it Boss runs is, it. it. Yeah, is, that would be It is vicious. These, these guys who are multiple-time world champions are coming in, and he's bringing them, and they're competing, and the, the competitions are nasty. Yeah. yeah. And, and then he, I, I don't do karate. I'm not taking a shit on Roman martial arts. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's different. <laughs> it, you, oh. can't circ- you can't circle back and say yeah. that. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it's different. For it's different. the record. Uh, not that yeah. there's anything wrong with it. And also, I, have y'all seen his... I, uh, <laughs> I'm not a fan of Taekwondo, but yes. I am a fan of anyone putting their kid in some form of martial arts. Same here. For sure. Agreed. It builds discipline. It builds uh, commitment. Commitment. You, you learn like, it build, yeah, dedication know, over time. It builds want, self-esteem, which is better thing. than anything. I need to know one thing. When are y'all getting a green screen down at Scramble and taking kids' pictures with them on fire That's, in the background or a dragon? Or holding any him. swords. I hold it. Yeah. Yeah. When is that Dude, I, could, I wish I could explain I'll, to you. I'll stop now. I wish I could explain to you how mad I used to I, get as a teenager when I would win. Rob, the problem with what you just said <laughs> is that you're assuming they had a green screen and they weren't actually on fire, bud, because they were on fire. I'm going to catch so much shit. Are you? Here's, I'm here's so the deal. Y'all are really... No, no, I'm, I'm going to catch no. so much shit. Here's, here's the other deal. Uh, are, <laughs> wait, can I say I'm going to say it. I don't care. You can say are, it because I, I... Are you carrying those photos around to scare your opponent away? Like, don't fuck with me. I could catch on fire at any minute. Well, if you're crazy I will have a dragon shoot out of my fingertips. If you get little kids, think that's cool. They do. A, a little a, a seven year old thinks that's super awesome. Yeah. Now, if you're a 20, I just said, if, if you're a thirty three year old man and you're in that picture made, there's something wrong. <laughs> something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. And you probably don't want him around kids. No. <laughs> no. So, that's, I. Uh, to wrap up yeah. the Boss Rudin MMA Legend uh, series uh, episode, we're going to talk about <laughs> Boss's coaching. Wait a minute. Which is great. He's Spe- a super great coach. Let's, let's super about, great coach. About, speaking about that, every time I come to this podcast, this place is starting to look more and more like Charlie's bedroom. <laughs> every time I come in here. <laughs> There's a lot of toys in here. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't yeah. gonna say anything. We have a, we have a huge GI Joe collection for sale, so let's just say that. <laughs> Golly, did I just get reprimanded? Uh, Boss Rudin is a certified instructor in both Muay Thai boxing, mixed martial arts, and I did not know this, but Krav Maga. That's yeah. I mean that's He's, if you're certified to teach that. Also, you can't just go anywhere to learn that. Also, uh, Dwayne Ludwig is uh, a direct pupil from Boss Rudin. Who runs the Bang Muay Thai, which Out is Colorado? TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw comes from him. Who he used to be the Thai boxing instructor for Alpha, Alpha MMA, yeah. yeah, Alpha Male, yeah, which is where you know tons and tons. tons of athletes. If you were, if you weighed less, if you yeah. weighed less than 170 pounds, you were there. You should have been training there. Yeah, yeah. Uriah Faber, mm-hmm. all the guys, all like, these guys. I mean, so all that whole striking system comes 
from Boss, that which lineage. Is, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Have y'all seen his O2 trainer? No. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's really cool. Like, it, he, it he makes has, it difficult he, to pull air in, but when you... Here, the problem is they, everyone uses these masks, right? Which has scientifically yeah. been shown to be well, the completely pro- useless. The problem yes. with them is is that you can, it's hard to breathe in, which is good, yeah. but it's also hard to blow it out, yeah. okay? But his O2 trainer... It lets it's very difficult to breathe the air in, but you can blow it out. It goes out a different exit, so it so you're not breathing in carbon. Yes, yeah. yeah. so so it's actually training the muscles that pump your lungs to be stronger. I, I got a funny pull story. air more effectively. When I used to be a personal trainer, when I used to train people, I had a guy. He just started working out with me, and uh, he was not in great shape by no means. Like he was in terrible shape. Was it Jason's brother Eric? It was not. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, when he was a personal trainer, Eric was in great shape. Yeah, oh, Eric okay. was in great, was great, great fucking shape. I don't know um, what's different about Eric now. This <laughs> did. <laughs> So this guy comes to me and he goes, "Hey, have you seen these new masks that people are using?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've seen it." And this is before the real science was out on it. Yeah, we people were still kind of like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, neat. yeah." Thanks, he, Diego Sanchez. And he's like, uh, "Yeah, he's like, uh, I bought me one." I was like, "You did?" And he goes, "Yeah." And he's like, uh, "I'm gonna put it on. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna run." And there, mind you, this was in the summertime. And it's probably like 95 degrees outside. Go ahead and say, if you can't run a mile without the mask, not going to do you any good this with the dude, mask on. This buddy. dude's like, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to put this mask on. He's like, I'm going to do a couple laps around the building before I train with you. Now I only trained people for 30 minutes. That was all they could. I mean, most people could not. Right. They didn't want more than that. No. That was good enough. And I looked at him straight in the face and I said, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm just going to be honest with you. You're going to fucking die and you're going to be dead out there in the parking lot. Wearing this mask, running around the building. I'm it, still going to charge you. It's going to, yeah. <laughs> this is one I of your sessions. I need the payment I'm before. Gonna, I need the payment before we get started, so I have my money. I'm going to go ahead and swap. Over. I'm going to swap your card. Then, <laughs> no. But I told him I was like, "You're you're going to fucking die if you run around the building. This yeah. thing, it's it's a hundred degrees outside. You're, and you're going to die." Me and Eric had the original version, which was an actual gas mask. Yeah, I remember. It wasn't. It wasn't the little mirror. Remember at Coffee's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So, so back crazy. when I first got to Coffee's. Uh, I would put this, it's a full gas mask with straps, and I'd put it on, and it had the elevation tubes like was on the yeah. end, and you change like the difficulty mm-hmm. settings. I would put it on, I'd put a 50-pound weight vest on, and I'd run downtown Cartersville. I'd run five miles before practice, and, you know, I'm covered in tattoos, so like every other a run. Nice. Every yeah. Every other run, the police <laughs> would stop me. They, yeah, they pretty every, much every other run, the police yeah. would pull me Dude, over. Dude, I want you to know. What are you doing, sir? You I'm, like, I'm a, trying to get in shape. And if you would have set a backpack down somewhere, <laughs> you'd be on an international terrorist list. <laughs> I can't remember yeah, who it was. I, it wasn't Gabriel. It was somebody, though, that showed up with, like, one of the hard shell masks and uh, to coffee to Muay Thai class, and he's like, I'm going to wear this. And I'm like, you're going to wear that on your face while people punch you in it? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, okay. What? So the guy, I can't remember who it was. They get punched, and the first punch, I mean, we're not even fighting. It, out. Splits Dude, it. it splits his nose. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. That's, That's the most Gabriel what thing an I idiot. can imagine. <laughs> That's, it was so those, those things were really designed not for exercise anyway. So just hanging to, out to wear while you watch TV. Yeah, yeah. they're made to <laughs> rob convenience stores. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's the only benefit. They're so. for Scorpion. Yeah. The purge. Oh, but anyway, boss Get rooms. Over here. Boss rooms yeah. is super the purge. Cool. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Man, this, I, I really did. Uh, this is this has been my favorite one, just because Boss is such a character, and it's uh, he's he's again he's. A I legend. had all his self defense DVDs Dude, too. It by is, the way, it is just hands super down. comical. Yeah. 
My Hands first introduction my to him was when I was 10, and I would stay up all night sleeping uh, in the living room and with the TV on, and I would, my mom would hate it if I did that. So I like woke up and was like, oh, shit, I got to get to bed. <laughs> and uh, I looked at the TV, and some crazy-looking European dude is punching this, like, have you seen it? It's like punching? a wall with pads. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like got like 16 limbs and yeah. he's ding dong, boom, bing. And it's like, yeah. what in the world? And he also looked like a supervillain. Yeah. 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 When he was young, he had a goatee. He, yeah. yeah. he missed a great chance to be a supervillain. He, he, he looks like Bane and Lex Luthor had a baby. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. He, I think he yeah. is, uh, <laughs> he's one of the easiest MMA, <laughs> easiest MMA fighters to talk about. That was Jason Hamilton that said that. Yeah. The case boss ever hears this. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, fellas, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I, I I definitely was glad that we were able to talk about boss and bring some light to that, and that uh, these these younger folks uh, go back and watch these fights, man. Go back and watch all these videos because you're going to see some stuff uh, that uh, that's just absolutely this dude staring in a window. I can't even concentrate. Um, squirrel, you're gonna you're just gonna see so much stuff that uh, happened first there, yeah. that transitioned over to where we're at now in MMA. Yeah, had a huge influence on the fighters today yes. and you know the coaches of the fighters today right. much well respected well respected yeah. guy in the business still there's is. not a lot of those so yeah still is Fellas? Still loves them. oh i got one thing i got one thing go um the 20th of this month uh professor carlos is coming down from maryland oh, okay hell yeah he's coming down from maryland to do us do our annual seminar. I'm so proud of you for remembering yeah, that. I this is business, yeah, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Dude, right now. I suck so bad. He at really does. Everything in life, <laughs> especially when it comes to memory. But Same here. Uh, Carlos is, not only is he super knowledgeable, he's super great at jiu-jitsu, but like he is probably when it comes to like affiliation peaks and i've been around a ton in my 22 years of jiu-jitsu he is a super great guy like i haven't been around a better person yeah like as far as the third time i've ever met him taking me and my friends into his house with his family and his mother up in maryland and like like just like it's he's he's super awesome and he hangs out with us uh he like he's gonna He's paying for his own airplane ticket to come see us. Won't let us pay for it. Like that's something. Yeah, like that's he's unheard of. he's super. Yeah. He's a super special guy. He's super like he's super social. So uh, I know my guys. Uh, I don't really give them a choice, especially because we got so many new guys. They've never got to meet him, so uh, they can come. But anyone else who is in the area who wants to come down, you can get in touch with us at uh, on our Facebook page or Scramble BJJ and Wrestling. Shoot us a message. Let us know. Um, we can get y'all contact, uh, uh, get y'all information about the seminar. Uh, and we always do stuff fun, like afterwards, like, uh, we'll go out to eat. We'll, we'll have something planned, uh, uh, the night before we'll have our, uh, annual, uh, White, white belt, belt of the year. White belt of the year. The best competition. The best. (laughs) It's really, it's really. We're we're doing it for Carlos this time. He didn't get to see it last time, but it's really like my favorite thing because it's like <laughs> taking two rabid ferrets and starving it's them. It's like when you rub your two puppies' heads together and they get mad at each yeah, other. Yeah, you just <laughs> jab you jab them with sticks and then you promise them presents and you let them go. Yeah, right. So <laughs> so we'll have that competition the night before for fun, and you know they'll get some kind of dumb prize at the end. But it, it's fun, and we'll have food and drinks, and it'll be like our. We like to do in-house tournaments only for our guys just yeah. to have 
team bonding. Time. Yeah, that'd, be a, that'd be a lot of fun. It's team stuff. Yeah. So um, we'll do that Friday night, and Saturday we'll have we'll run class. We always run regular classes uh, on seminar days, and then after the class time we'll have our seminar, and then we'll do do what we do after that. But everybody's more than welcome to come. Cool. Well, we'll get this thing out, uh, get the information. What day is it again? The 20th. November 20th. 20th. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get this stuff out. Just get that information to me, too, and I'll put it on our social I media. I got you. I'll share it. So, I yeah. got you. All right, fellas. Y'all have an awesome weekend. Appreciate it. Yes, I appreciate Thank y'all you. coming in. Thank y'all. See you, brother. I'm the king of rock. There is none higher. Sucker MCs should call me sire. To burn my kingdom, you must choose fire. I won't stop rocking till I retire. Now we rock the party. It's your correct. All cuts are on time. And rhymes connect. Got the right.